And we are live. You made it in time, Phil. You made it in time, Jared. Everybody was on the nose today. Jared was cutting it close. I think it was literally right at six. Yeah. Obviously, you hit that wonderful summer traffic. I will tell you exactly what it was. I got, <laughs> I got overzealous at the house and uh, gorged myself on about five Krispy Kremes. Ooh. Yeah, I couldn't. One was not enough. I didn't. One's never enough. So, so are you sugar coma ready or are you hyped up because you sh- had all the sugar? Hyped up. Uh, <laughs> freaking. It's. I was like, I'll get up and go to to Stevens early. And then like I set my alarm. I went to bed at eight and I woke up at 11. I was like, oh, it's fine. Um, I was like, ah, I'll just take 30 more minutes. Well, I forgot that I didn't have any alarm set after that. So then I woke up naturally whenever I texted you back when you were like, don't forget yeah, yeah. the stickers. And uh, I was like, okay, cool. So I gored myself with donuts and I was like, I got part of the way uh, down. And I was like, I forgot the stickers. <laughs> so I turned back <laughs> around, <laughs> grabbed them. And then I was like, I got this. Sti-. So uh, that's why I'm cutting it so close today. So. Right on time. Hey, no, we made it. No, We're to here. be early is to be on time. To be on time is to be late. But you made it. We are here. It late. is 6 in the p.m. on the Thursday. Bearded Drums live coming at you. I'm sure we're already showing guys here already for the day. Are we showing? Uh, yeah, we got to uh, make got, I'm, I'm trying to make sure that we're properly live today because uh update we're going to try to do a test of the live drums like that was the point is jared didn't even have his headphones plugged in i was like Um, why am i hearing anything (laughs) i wanted to be able to uh to to play live here you know from the drum set i figured it out i got two ways of doing it one way sounds eh, all right the other way is with it actually going into the computer with the presona studio live on but that's three programs running now yeah so i'm definitely afraid of crashing the stream uh because so but we're gonna try it out here in a little while so hopefully today we'll be able to do live drums you need to get you one of those little things that your uh your mic goes on oh for sure with the fan yeah so it's like <laughs> yeah i do i do need that um this thing is working Double time. Uh, it's not terribly hot but this thing is working its little booty off she, she's um, warm yeah, well, she's, I'm sure she's warm in general. <laughs> um, so in, anyway, everybody, welcome. It's another Thursday. We got Phil here. We've got Jarrett here. So we got the full panel today. Uh, actually, Phil came by late last week, and we had a wonderful little <laughs> hangout session till about... Two forty-five, Th- three. three. It was, it no, was it was, I counted it because I was recording it. It was like 2.45. You got here at like... 10 30 so it's like four-ish hours you had been here since noon 30 so you passed (laughs) you hit the 14 and something hour mark for last tuesday yeah so i was up for 23 hours took a hour power nap on the couch and then (laughs) rocked and rolled for another you said 13 14 yeah yeah oh yeah that's it's that, impressive. That casino life, man. You got to learn how to run off nothing. <laughs> and obviously, you know, you were here for that late night hangout. Uh, we're thinking of using some of that silly footage as the fills for one, the next two weeks. I have gigs. So I'm, we're not going to be here. Uh, if it turns out well enough, we'll have all that on there as just to show you what us idiots do when I 
hit the end stream button and the filter i mean we're not filtered here anyway but when the filter really, really comes, comes off, off yeah uh, is, is pretty freaking interesting it gives you that gives like a little aspect on what it's us three are like when we're at the juke joint on sundays like whenever we're like oh you're at the juke and shenanigans happen this is basically uh, yeah like y'all like obviously don't know but when it's local it's us three either at the juke joint I ran into him at my gig last weekend. He was across the street, like the podcast randomly coming over to my, like it's us three most of the time. So you're probably getting the most pure undiluted <laughs> version of bearded drums at this point. Um, so uh, it is a super busy week for really all three of us. Uh, so many surprises in store from the right and the left. I yeah. mean, we got all kinds of stuff. Uh, Phil. Madman over here texts me. <laughs> Nine what, was hours. it last night that you were like, "I'm just going in the morning, man." <laughs> so he's got something to show today. Uh, Jarrett was waiting last week for his uh, little show off piece to be delivered by UPS or ever had it. So that's here now. We've got a lot of entries on the. Uh, what you looking for? Oh, his snare. Yeah, right there. <laughs> uh, we got a bunch of entries from all of you viewers. We've got updates on the stickers. We got the live test for the drums. So, a lot to get through today, Derek. It's going to be a long front section, so you're going to have to deal with it, buddy. Yes, I got that buttercup. Yes. So, to get <laughs> us started for the week, as always, please remember: if you want the audio-only version of the podcast, you can find Beater Drums not only live here every Thursday, but if you want, you can go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and hear the audio-only version of the podcast, so you can save on data rates, maybe while you're doing a project or something like that. You can find us at all major podcast platforms. Simply search the term Beard Drums. drums and uh kind of to uh go back to last week's little discussion the stickers are in i am mailing stuff out right now if i can remember correctly i only have eight of you who sent me your mailing address this is the legacy sticker right here so you will be receiving that in the mail uh, but I need your mailing address um, the list of all of the legacy members is right here so if you see your name on this list you need to send me your mailing address at beardedrums at gmail.com there is the email address for you Send it to me here, and I will send out free of charge your legacy member sticker. So like I said, if you see your name on this list right here, the ones I have already received are Mr. Richie Henry, Mike Malone, David Huckstep, Joshua Breslow, Charlie Smith, David Bygum, Mark Whitman, and Dave Drake. Those are the only ones that I have received mailing addresses for. So the rest of you that see your name on this list... If you will send your mailing address to beardedrums at gmail.com uh, sometime next week or whenever y'all all get them in, um, I'll send those out to you. I've already mailed the first eight off, but I've got ten more to go. So for now, if you see your name up there, please, if you want, you know, I understand privacy is a thing, and if you don't want to send me your mailing address, I can understand. But if you want your sticker, you're going to have to send in your mailing address. So... Um, other than that, like I said, we got a busy week going on for all three of us. We will start as usual with Mr. Jared. Tell us all about your week and what you have to show off. 
super upset that that grudge thing didn't go through. Um, so behind the scenes, I was perusing reverb as usual at work, and I saw that uh, Steve Maxwell's had a uh, USA custom bank shell bank for thirty eight hundred dollars. 10, 12 mounted, 14, 16 floors with a 20 and 18 inch kick. How much? How much? I'm not done yet. <laughs> with a 20 and 18 inch kick, also with a five and a half and a six and a half uh, 14 snare drums for $3,800. And I was like, I want this. And there's like, I'm like, but I have to go to the bank and get stuff done. And he's like, well, dude, you can just do the buy it now and then you can just hold off on the payment. I'm like, I tried to figure out, I don't know how to. Do well, that. but even with buy it now, you still have three days to pay. Like you don't have to pay that instant. You have three days, according to eBay policy, to just pay. So I did. I tried to figure out how to do that, and it, and I was so confused. And so I was like, I'll just go. Uh, I'll just get up early, go to the bank, and then so yeah. the money transfer, like done, because it's since it's cash, will be instant. Um, no time. I got to the credit union, flipped through my phone, boom, already been sold. Shit. I mean, it was a good deal. There was so much because you're looking God. at um, you're looking at just a USA custom kit, and it's probably going to be four or up. Yeah. So to get a whole shell bank, yeah, four thirty eight with the snare, two snares, two, one snares. Snare. two snares, two snares, four. It was tom, a good finish. Bacon. It was like a. I love that walnut finish. Yeah, yeah. the walnut stain. It's like two, like one of like three of my favorite finishes are any like crazy vibrant like single color. I love walnut, whether it's satin or glazed or glossed. And then that one I want, that crib in Twilight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, <sighs> hey, but, it's a, it's a, this is going to force you to go to Caribbean Twilight, which is the. Well, I have some other news about that. Oh, we got a Sweetwater update, everybody. No, uh, not a Sweetwater update because I haven't called me back yet. Um, talking to Steve, and Steve was like, I can get you a quote in five minutes. That, that's easy. I'm like, oh, what? Maxwell? Yeah. And I'll get you a quote in five. Um, so I haven't sent him a quote yet, but I did see. Here's another thing. Steve, uh, Steve, uh, Drum Center of Portsmouth does have 10, 12, 14, 16, the 22 inch kick, but it's seafoam green and it matches my kayak. No. No? 22 inch? Why yeah. are you going yeah. wrong sizes? You're going to gripe. <laughs> yeah, dude, <laughs> shut up. You're going to gripe in six months. You're going to go, well, you know, 18, this, blah, blah, that. Why are you even. Because I was, I was thinking about it. I was like. Please rationalize this. <laughs> so, yes, I've always been a, a, a 20 inch kick guy for the longest time. But I was thinking, well, if I had a 22, yes, it's only two inches bigger. One, I sit high anyway. True. So the tom placement wouldn't be that big of a deal at that point. And so I'd have a little more thump in my trunk since we're, my band, one, my band's going a bit harder direction. Two, it's more studio esque sizes. And three, if ever. Got to sit in for you. I know for a fact that no matter where I played, I would be big booming because I don't have all the all the all the fancy stuff that you sometimes get to go and bring to gigs. So I was like, Rash was like, okay, so I have a big enough bass drum. I have all the toms I want covered, and it's like, so I'll be I'll be fine on that point. And then if I wanted to have like have that set up in like the studio, or whatever, I would have like the set. Yeah, yeah, true. I'd have the setup. It's like okay. I mean, if that's that's what you I mean, feel, so, you don't have to use them. You know what I mean? <laughs> you have enough other gear. Very true. You know, so it's very true. So I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna ponder on it. I'm all, I'm still gonna go to Steve and be like, okay, what's the uh, what's the what's the price? If I wanted to get 
10, 12, 14, 16, 20. But like, well, what would that be? Because the other part about that is that I have that kit from Swindle, and that's 20, 12, 14, 16. So it's still one up, two down. Yeah, yeah. I've ever wanted Swindle, but Swindle just made me another 10-inch Tom. I would have a 10, 12, 14, 16, 20. Okay. So I like that it matches the kayak. Yeah, it's that's my awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. I also have a Yeti bucket in the same color I got for free from Billfish last year. Oh, man. Full, bought a, full like, outfit. Yeah, dude. Full the, suite of yeah. seafoam green. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, everything. yeah. You know, go to the gig. What's your mic cables in? Matching seafoam green bucket. <laughs> my $100 five-gallon bucket. And it's like, you want to go fishing after the gig? Yep, with my matching seafoam green. <laughs> kayak. New canoe, 12, nice. 12 uh, for the <laughs> kayak. So, I mean, it, I, I, I'd that's have awesome. a theme for sure. I just got a new car and get my car wrapped in seafoam green. Then it's like, who are you? They call me Seafoam Green Johnson. <laughs> I'm always Seafoam Green, you know. So Seafoam too. Uh, so there's there's that whole little fiasco shindig thing, and then so we are no closer to a Gretsch kit. No, no, no close. Everybody, we are no, no. closer to a Gretsch kit. All that, no. We're it's not the same thing. We're getting close. The same thing with your snare drum. It's uh oh uh well I'll, okay. I'll wait okay, I'll wait well, for my, wait got, for my turn. Got one more thing. Okay, one more thing. Uh, my single tension. I think it's a Gretsch. I mean, there's a badge on the inside, silver. Um, there's no tags. I really don't care at this point if it is or isn't, but it sounds really cool it looks regardless. It. Um, this is my round badge, single tension snare drum. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. That's beautiful. Check yeah. it out. Look at that. Very. Die cast hoops. Only nice. downside is, is that the die cast hoops are so freaking thick and wide. You can't turn the throw off off. <laughs> so uh, you just have to loosen. Oh, I see. You wow. Got, you just got uh, you just got to loosen cuz it's that standard renown throw off yeah. where where the the tension screw is offset. It's slightly bent cuz it's so old and been abused. Huh. You put but some spacers behind those screws. I was thought about going through and just getting some like rubber washers and then just extending it mm -hmm. eventually, but I'm like That's I'm just going to play Let's it right it. now. Let's see here. It came with some like ratty, no logo. She heavy because of thick rims. That's the, only, that's the only reason why it's got any weight to it. It's because of those die cast. Wow, tubes. I when I just like at a glance, I was like, ah, it's been redone. That it that hadn't been redone. That's no, original. That's, that yeah, is that's that so. is. What are they? This is almost perfectly checked. Yeah, like, all the all the everywhere, way around. everywhere is perfectly checked. It's got the right butt plate. Obviously, it has the right throw oh, off. Yep. It does not look like this badge has been removed, ever. Mm -mm. You can look inside. No, 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 no. Badge is the same. Yeah. The only reason why I think it possibly might not be is that some of that paint has drips in it. Uh, so unless someone went through and painted, because I can't remember. I need Mike on this when they started putting the silver sealer in drums. It's the yeah, only that's thing. What I was about to ask. It's the only I, I like, can't remember that? when they started doing the silver sealer. I want to say it was in the sixties. It's. Really nice. Does it affect the way it sounds? The I'd sealer imagine, does. Yeah. It just kind of like does a little with the. It just gives it a different tone. Kind of like the same thing with the whitewash paint for. Right. Can for, you sand it off? That's or anything? a. That's like, pretty. Uh, that's pretty, like museum quality. Yeah, and it sounds pretty rad too. Shout out to Dixon for uh for really good cheap uh, snare wires. We'll throw it up there if everything works correctly. We'll throw it on the kit and. Uh, Give it a little listen. Yeah, give it a rough tuning, and there we go. Oh, I finally got uh, the white, oh, sorry, the Moonglow satin kit all finished. Nice. 
Happy with it? Uh, it's been about three hours. Oh, well, sorry. No, how long is Dune, the original movie? Oh, yeah. Two, high two. High two. <clears throat> I spent that entire movie putting strings around anything that rattled. That's a pain in the butt. Yeah, but now it doesn't rattle when you play it. Doesn't sound bad. Uh, bass drum's a little weird. Uh, probably just got them in the corner right now. And then I'm having an issue with like the mount, like like just the wobble back and forth. I've tightened everything on. I might not be tightening the right parts at this point now, but Tom's sound good. Floor's Tom, I gotta do a little bit of tweaking because it's not quite like where it wants to sit low enough um, for the how to have everything else tuned. But everything sounds good. And then now I'm running into an issue with that dang aluminum snare drum. No matter how many times I tighten that dang freaking um tension knob on the throw off i still have that little like slight after buzz after you hit it i'm like what is going on it's the majesty of dealing with vintage drums Dude, it's the there's just always gonna be something as soon as you as soon as it's fine it's not fine so no it's never fine <laughs> never perfect. Yeah. they never you know there's always one little thing but Besides that's okay because that's this one's messed up now that is vintage drums yeah um, so i plan on taking that kit to rehearsal on sunday and have that be the rehearsal kit so I'll get to play it at least once a week. Nice. Um, so that's. It sounds like a pretty good week. Some yeah. developments, some stuff that's here, and uh, and you don't have anything terrible to report this week, which is a good thing. Yeah, just working six days this week. Yeah, pick yeah. up the overtime for uh, Fourth of July this weekend. So yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it's gonna be a. It's gonna be a busy one. It's gonna be a busy weekend. Um, so before I'll go next because I don't really have anything other than I got a text from Sweetwater on Monday morn. And he said, hey, Steven, where's my phone? I'll tell you. No, the snare drum. Yeah. Oh. He said, and I was hoping that we were on like a regular time schedule. And uh, where is it? Colin. Okay. Hey, Steven, we're looking like about to ship uh, a week or two until we ship the Pearl. And that's a week or two for them. So it's either already been shipped to them or they're all, they're getting ready to ship so it to it, Sweetwater. It's built. Yeah, it's, I, th it's I think it's it done. Exists. Um, so yeah, I'm thinking like if I get super lucky, maybe end up next week, probably more like the end of the week after You're gigging with it in August. I know. Oh no. I'm so excited. Um, I've kind of used, uh, working my butt off as kind of like earning the damn thing. Like, so I'm, I feel like not only am I getting something new, but I'm like, you know, you kind of earned it cause you, you've been working your little booty off for months now. Uh, you kind of deserve a, a treat. You not that I don't. It. Not that I'm. Not that I'm short <laughs> of anything. Yeah. Any of us are really <laughs> short of anything. We're um, not. So before we get to the winner of the week, which is Phil by a long shot, uh, do you need to shout anything out from the comment section? Before we go to Phil, uh, we got the one only Mike Malone. It's a glorious day when I can play a gig, then catch the show after. Good to be here, boys. Glad to have you, Mike. Dakamomo, hello chaps, hello Dakamomo. We got Joshua Breslow, good evening boys, good evening Josh. We got Spencer Craig, Seth, long time no see Spencer. Sup guys, Dave Drake, top of the evening to you all, hope South China is treating you well. I, oh, we didn't, uh, didn't there it. was the, the time did not allow today, unfortunately. <laughs> no, I slacked off. It's okay. Um, but that sleep was so good. Um, we got Charlie Smith. All right, guys. What's up, Charlie? Richie Henry says, good morning and my personal... Oh, good morning, my personal drum nerd. That's right, good morning, boy. Richie. Good morning, Richie. Way across, the, way across the pond. And then some hopping a skip, too. We got Charlie Smith correcting me. Gretch started adding the silver sealer around 61, I think. Sounds about right, because I know that 150s round badge that I have from... Or had 
I've given it back to Hugh. Did not have silver. Silver. Oh, silver sealer. It was that really thin one that was stupid loud. Color. Natural. Kind of like dark stain. Kind of walnut but not really. Hmm. Had the, it had the die cast tubes for now and throw off. Um, the one he liked to play for brushes because it's so sensitive and, and I loud. can't remember. There's too many dang snare drums to keep up uh, yeah, with. There's a lot, lot in my mind. come through yeah. in the past year. But he's got it back on a tray to forgot for what we did. Um, yeah, he should be sitting pretty. He's got uh, two good kits and a beautiful array of Gretsch snare drums. Yeah, he's got one of his old ones back. It's like, I used to love this snare for playing it with brushes. Now he's got it back. Because that thing is loud. It's stupid articulate. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Even if it's like a coated head, it's still like... Perfect for brushes. Oh, yeah. Makes it easy. Step your game up. <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> well, that's all, that's all we got in the comment section so far. Phil, uh, to you now. All right, man. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, I got, we'll, do, we'll do the pictures first. So yeah. Phil had been looking for a 16 or 18 inch bass drum. Yeah. Well, basically just a Gretsch kit. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, I'm like one of the only jazz players in the world that doesn't own a Gretsch kit until now. <laughs> so welcome to the club. So this is what Phil was looking at on, where was it? Facebook Marketplace? Yeah, Facebook Marketplace. And this was, uh, what, four hours away from here? About Yeah, about four, four and a half. So Alabaster, right outside of Birmingham. Um, Phil had kind of shown his displeasure with driving eight hours round trip to go get a kit, but he texts me, Last night in the later PM hours and said, hey, man, I think I'm going to get up in the morning and go get the kit. So when I got up after coffee and all that, I, I text him and uh, he said he had got it. And Phil, let all the guys know what you got this kit for. It's stupid steal of a price. Two hundred dollars. Two hundred freaking dollars. How much you spend on gas? Seventy dollars. Seventy dollars round trip. You are still by a mile underneath the price at which you should have paid for a Gretsch Catalina Club in a limited edition finish Rustic Pearl. I have had this specific kit before in my lifetime, and they all sound great. They're Catalina Clubs, but that was one of the cooler finishes that they had ever come out for the special editions. So you probably should have paid about four plus whatever, but you got out of there under three with your gas and after having to reconcile with the guy because i was a little displeased with the end of our last <laughs> yeah. Our exchange yeah i mean if you <laughs> want to know all about that you'll probably see that in the outtakes from last oh, from last yeah, yeah. last we, week's yeah, conversation we <laughs> that is that is actually on there so tune in next week for the <laughs> slighter more explicit silly version of the podcast since we won't be here it'll be pre-recorded but you'll get to see basically what happens to us when uh, you know when we're left to our own devices and the camera's not running um, so chips. now you've got a Gretsch you're a real jazz player now oh yeah I guess so you know everything I've been doing up until this point has just been no 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 you can't, <laughs> you can't play wrong. you can't play jazz from a pearl what's wrong with you you've been playing pop your entire life now you can play jazz that's, that's right buddy jazz. So not only did you do that, then Phil gets over here and he's like, hey, man, uh, <laughs> you need any eight inch Tom rims? And I'm like, "Nah, I'm good. And then he goes, well, I got tell them what you got, Phil, and tell them how much you paid for it. Well, this guy on eBay was selling it. It's a weird size, I guess. It's a eight inch four lug Tom rims die cast. And I guess it's such an odd thing that this the shop had stockpiled them on eBay or something. So they're selling them in lots of ten. 
So five, <laughs> so five toms worth a full set for five eight-inch toms. How much you pay for these die-cast rims? It was twenty-five dollars shipping and thirteen dollars and ninety cents for the rims. So thirty-nine dollars, <laughs> and Phil got what should probably have cost about two hundred dollars. Yeah, die-cast rims are never cheap. I do, and they're not weird. They might be weird for y'all with Gretsch, but for me, they're not. Pearl toms are four lug on the eights. So, like I said, you paid. Way, way, like he still I didn't, doesn't believe. I didn't it. believe I showed him, him, and the, I was like, no, no, no. And purchase. after I looked at it, I was like, this is not, it's not real. This is not true. Now, now the question is why? <laughs> well, because I have an eight, and oh. it, it keeps... <laughs> you paid literally for one set of diecast rims. You paid the same price, and you got deal. five. I don't cents. have an eight. I just need one of the rims. No, I have an eight, and it just keeps coming detuned, and it's got a, a real like ping to it. Yeah, it's those cheap visions, you yeah, know. Yeah. It's, so yeah. I just figured diecast would probably cut that out a little bit, you know. So I was looking, and yeah, I was taken way aback by the price of diecast rims, and um, yeah, I just happened to stumble upon these on eBay. Man. Yeah, the guy's got like fifty deal. left, so like five lots of ten, same price. Stupid, if anybody's looking deal. For. Yeah, you could, you could probably <laughs> now you could probably piece those out. I think he has some tens too. Jeez, I mean that's you know you're almost more than double the price when you step from. Yeah, but only triple two. To die so now I got eight. I'm gonna yeah, give but, him two. But still, you paid the same some price. Pads, you paid the same yeah. price for what you would have gotten one set for. You got five. Right? Yeah. What are they're like eighty bucks a piece, huh? Well, uh, an eight wouldn't one. be that expensive. An eight would still be between twenty and thirty bucks for a round. Yeah, a round. So okay. you should have paid somewhere between two hundred and you know upwards of high two hundred dollars, and you got for the price of one, basically. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, kind of cool. So you definitely win the week for getting the Winning. stupid deals. Three two two sixty back and forth with the brand new kit, which if you want to get uh the Tom and stuff out of the bag and show this beautiful rustic pearl finish from the Gretsch Catalina Club special edition. And I mean they look like brand freaking new to me. Yeah. Easy. Watch the merchandise, dog. I mean they look brand freaking new. Other than the heads, which who cares about the heads? You're going to change them anyway. But that, the, everyone does. Yeah, no pitting. Off. It looks like they've hardly been touched as far as smudging on the uh, on the finish. G2s, what a nerd. <laughs> and I love that finish, man. That's a that's a classy finish. Uh, yeah, that was, the, that was definitely the selling point for me. It's really cool. <laughs> Tight, <Tied>, oh, Jared. <laughs> this thing. <laughs> Mike Malone says the Gretsch vibe is strong with Jaron. It is. Richie Henry says Bebop da do dop. Congrats on the Bob kit, bro. <laughs> it just needs to be tightened. And then Mike says, Congrats, Phil. Welcome to the Gretsch Club. I applaud your score. I feel like a thief when I get a Catalina Club for 350 to 400. Keep swinging. Awesome. You yeah, the you're the winner for the week. For sure, you get to be one of the real boys now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's, a, there's a secret like handshake I have to teach you now. Uh, <laughs> you know, you now have to learn how to play Billy's Bounce. Uh oh, with, got uh, stuff falling with with only your mouth. Like that's part of the the Gretsch thing. You have to know how to play Billy's Bounce with. So we'll, we'll I'll get you. I'll get on that. We'll get you up to speed. I thought we had like we were griping the other night about how much room we don't have, so I made sure everything was clean and out of the way this time. And now we got snare drums, <laughs> we got drum kits, we got uh, just about everything clogging it up again. Here's gathering. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, if that's everybody's week, and you just read through the comments, um, 
let's go ahead and do the viewer entries for the week. And we will start with, I guess it's probably going to be Mike if I'm not. Yep, there. We do are. you have stuff in the photos for me to read? Oh, hand me the uh, tablet. I was so so busy. I didn't. Uh, you're just going to have to dig through. That's fine. Um, no, never mind. I can do it. I can do it for you. So we got Mike Malone, and I'll just screenshot that. Uh, Josh and Mark. And is this Mark? I'm so intrigued Here we go. by this. It's a coaster, you dingbat. No, but the product that's on the coaster, not the coaster itself. I mean, no, it's, it's just one of those like fake things. That's part of their. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's to go. show off what they what they can do for you. They do everything. Uh, if y'all want to know where we got these stickers from, it's, it's from hilarious. Sticker Mule. You can find them on the web. And it's weird. They don't. They put out stickers. They put out all the dumb stuff, magnets and buttons. But they make hot sauce. They make all this weird stuff that you would not expect from us. They really make the hot sauce? I yeah, yeah. this was just a... No, I, thought, I, I, showing I, you I, I thought it was like, this is... is a is No, no, no. There's mule sauce. Like, for sure. No, I really got to try it now. <laughs> and I look like an idiot. <laughs> All right, so we are now ready. Uh, Mike should be your first one. Mike Malone. Is this Mike Malone? Yeah, Mike Malone. There you go. And here is Mike Malone's little setup shot for the week. Nice. He goes, I've been absent on submissions lately, and even though I despise when people post office for the day picks, I'll submit one here since I don't have any projects to reveal quite yet. I played earlier today, Thursday, for a city-sponsored lunchtime concert series with my jazz trio, Stuck on Blue. Since we had to be loud and project to the back of the park, I had to pull up my big kit, the Catalina Jazz. 14 by 5.5 new classic snare, 22 Bosphorus Master Vintage, 20-inch Bosphorus 20-inch Master, that's a lot, too many 20s. Um, an 18-inch mini hi-hat set because we get funky, and a 14-inch... 1950s Zildjian A's hat. And he says, thanks. Sweet. And I'm assuming that is by... Oh, I recognize this kit. That's the, the 14, 12, 14, 18. Because he normally takes out that little cut-down busking yeah, kit yeah. it is. Um, well, I mean, this is uh, really more you two guys' realm in the jazz area, but I do know one thing for sure. Those Bosphorus Master Vintage, that's a serious, like, a uh, seriously nice Great symbol. Symbols. Like, they are absolutely beautiful, and they, I think they come close to what, you know, that vintage K ride sound that a lot of guys look for. I think they come very, very close. Um, and, of course, Bosphorus makes, you know, dope-ass symbols in the first place. What did you say those were? The the little, the mini hats? Are those um, little mine old Benny Greb things? No, no, no. Those are just 18-inch mini hats. 18-inch? Uh, no, sorry, 8-inch. Eight 8-inch. Eight uh, those look like the B boss first, so I can tell. I got them zoomed in. Uh, it looks like it has the, the B with the those thing dope, around it. Yeah, those are really cool. I, do, I want a set of mini hats. Really bad. Does Istanbul make a? I don't know, but I know Minel and Bosphorus do because I see everybody using like the Benny Grebs or just like there's a set that they actually make that's not signature. Whatever I'm assuming these here are Bosphorus. Um, I'm sure it's doable, but the Benny Grebs are ridiculously expensive because I think it's like it's, isn't it like four symbols and like a disc or something. It's like I all think kind it's of I think it's three. Stuff. I think it's two, and then there's like a weird cutout that sits in the middle of it that gives you that right. like that crasher effect thing. It's neat. I just don't ever see myself needing to have a little 
Oh, come on, man. I have one I made up with just so splashes and an alien disc. It, I, think it would be, I think it would be super dope to have a little mini set. But that's a nice kit, and don't feel bad about super posting nice. an office pick. That's what we want y'all to do. I think it's I think it's just okay if you don't just say, here's my office for the day. <laughs> yeah, I like his cup holder on the on the hi-hat stand. Yeah, because I have one of the Vader ones that I put on mine mm-hmm. um, whenever I was doing the Felix thing, because I hated having crap on the ground. Mm-hmm. There's already enough stuff. And the last thing I wanted kick was, it over yeah, it was to kick over and, and burn up uh, Sebastian Rayback's <laughs> power strip. Because you've, you've played, well, you never played on that weird deck at Felix's. It's awful. Like upstairs? Say, yeah, yeah the upstairs, yeah, it's Sucks. Yeah, by the bar, cramming yeah. in that corner. Oh, yeah, you're yeah, in the yeah, corner, yeah. and then like the AC units right next to you said leaks. I'm like, no, I don't want to be Yeah, <laughs> I just recently dealt with that last week, a couple yeah, of weeks ago. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and it was raining, too. Ooh. So not only was the... <laughs> you got no. the AC leaking plus roof actual leaking. rain. Yeah, no, shit blowing no, in. That's, that's yeah, no good. Great, great yeah. venue. Terrible place to put you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you're not... Downstairs is fine, but upstairs is, is, uh, oh, is really Even really outside is treacherous. Uh, oh, yeah. squall blew in out of nowhere Sunday and all our stuff got wet. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> For sure. I, I guess I got to add trash bags to the freaking... There uh, you go. To the, yeah. to the gig bag now. There's yeah. another thing for your drummer's emergency <laughs> kit is adding a tar- Having a, a, a tarpaulin with you. Yeah. Um, so thank you, Mike, for sending in what is a very nice setup. And uh, the main point of all of this is the most important thing. You're actually gigging, which everybody is not getting the chance to Absolutely. do right now. Yeah, so we're, number one, thank you for sending in your setup, but also just glad to see that you are gigging. Looks like a nice venue, too. That's a cool little park, and I yeah. I like the big Tic Tac, not, t- yeah, not Tic Tac Toe. Four, what's it called? Four. Connect, Connect four. four. There we go. Yeah, we got one at the Juke Joint, but that one looks way better than ours. <laughs> 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 All right, moving on, we will go to, oh, actually, this is from last week, Frank. Uh, sent in that kit he was working on, and I couldn't find the Saluda hi-hats picture. And those are some dope-looking, like almost like the, uh, what are the, the Minels called? The duo whatever? Duels. Duels. Kind of in that vein, like one part's laid different, and it's it's got like a different texture to it. Uh, but those are some dope-ass-looking symbols yeah, for sure. Are. I've always thought Salutas were really pretty. I've never played them or heard any of them. I had a friend mm-hmm. of mine in high school. He was endorsed by Saluda because his band was playing a lot. And their big thing at the time whenever he was with them was they you basically pick the sizes and the series that you want, and then they make them for you. Nice. Really? Yeah. If you want it to be thinner, they'll make them thinner. It's like, well, I want whatever like this, but I want it to be like a little bit thinner and trashier or whatever. Okay, cool. We got you. And then you just place your order and then, you know, hope to God it's what you want. <laughs> wow. But like you said, I've never gotten to play them, but I have n- I have m- remarked that they are really pretty symbols. So yeah, they've they got to be, you know, they got to be of quality. Yeah. Um, but I've never gotten to play them. Nobody, nobody cares anywhere, anywhere near here, much less ha- like taking a chance online with right. something I've never played before. Yeah. Um, so just I uh, wanted to catch that up. I missed that last week when uh, when Frank had put his uh, his submission in for the week. I think they tried to take off like, uh, do you remember back in the 90s uh, when Minel first came out? Like, they had a, a little ad in Modern Drummer magazine and one of those little, um, you know, you put your information on it, yeah. you tear it out, and you mail it in, and they send you a catalog or whatever. <laughs> that shows how old Phil and I are. I think, like, I think, I think Saluda did the mail. same thing. It just didn't take off. Like I remember the first time I saw Minel Symbols, uh, I think I was going through one of those old Modern Drummer magazines that I'd gotten from Pat. Yeah, yeah. And then I remember seeing some dude was like, yeah, I play Minel Symbols. And I'm like... 
what the? <laughs> yeah, what? I was like, what? Was like Menil, Menil. What? What is? Yeah, what yeah, yeah. You, I was like, I think I was playing some like M80, super thick. I'm like, these sound like garbage. <laughs> I'm like, these are never gonna take off. <laughs> Boy, was I wrong! <laughs> oh my good. Yeah, really. all of us were wrong. They're like a well. I mean, they were obscure point. and pretty much unheard of until they really upped their game. Yeah. They, I mean, they did the same thing that uh, you can uh, kind of credit Behringer with doing. Like back in the day, Behringer was not known for being good quality. Now Behringer is one of the top brands that makes a lot of good stuff that's not terribly inexpensive. Yeah, they stayed inexpensive. Yeah, and somehow. same thing with Meinl. Meinl doesn't like they Meinl's they do have it. Uh, you know, they have uh, they have <laughs> expensive offerings, but their percussion that stuff's not expensive. Oh, the like, percussion stuff. Like yeah, what they really kind of started out putting out was all that. Those mounts and cowbells and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that is not expensive. Those sticks aren't expensive. It's not until you get into the high line symbols that you start paying the stupid, the foundry. Yeah, anything, yeah. Yeah, anything you hit the Byzantine oh, foundry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but they're, I mean, they're, it's beautiful stuff. I don't, I don't question it at all. Uh, I could definitely have a home at, in, in, in mine if somebody were to give me a full set of whatever. Oh, absolutely. Like, oh, yeah. no, <laughs> like yeah. no question. But I mean, just to break in and get a set, you know. No, I, I'm tired grand. of doing those big purchases. <laughs> you got, because you, you know, guys like all of us, you know, the ones watching us here, you're not there to buy a crash. You're like, no, yeah. I need hi hats, I need a ride, I need yeah. crashes, exactly. I need a, possibly a splash. Like, yeah, you got to have, it's, it's not a $200 purchase. It's a, yeah, it's a, at least a thousand. <laughs> yeah. And I always use a, a and I always use a really thin ride as like a crash. So like, I'm looking at two rides on the minimum for me. Yeah. yeah. That's right. You play twenties though. So you got twenties <laughs> and twenty twos. Yeah. So I'm, I play big boy symbols. Hey, and it, 15 and inch it, hats, it 20 expensive. inch crash ride, 22 inch ride. Looking at the 24s now, dog, and bigger. Oh, Lord, New here symbol we go. Case. All right, moving on to <laughs> Josh Breslow before we get into symbol sizes. Uh, this is Josh's submission for the week. As usual, Josh has something cool to send us every week. But if I'm not incorrect, this one is literally brand new and I think he just went out the door. I saw this tease on his Instagram. This is the one that, yep, it's super dope. Oh, that's awesome. We got. Uh, email from Josh going, Good evening, friends. This kid is straight out of the shop and photographed Wednesday morning. It features vintage Wisconsin license plates and photographed right up the street from my house at my local tavern. Drum sizes are my signature 9x22. Rack Tom is a 7x10. Lower Tom is a 9x12. There is a matching snare drum on the way. Thanks as always, Josh. As always, super dope. Yeah. Like really, really dope, and the back, the backsplash on uh, what he's f- photographing it against fits it perfectly. It's perfect. Like it's it, uh, everything looks perfect as usual, and just it's another like none of his themes ever like are even close. Like every week, it's a completely different thing, and it always looks good. And again, like the one I, the thing I would remark here is how flat and even he got those. Uh, yeah, because yeah, that'll be my next uh, comment. Like. Like how much time, Josh? Uh, yeah, it was did like, it, did he weld these or the the, the plates, the shell? <laughs> I mean, they're they're definitely I mean, you, you, you can see screws. they're screwed into the shell. But the thing for me is like they're molded like around. Is how much perfect. time did he take? Yeah, to really. bend those almost perfectly to where there wouldn't be too much. Yeah, there's you know, not like a crease in them or anything. Yeah, and you don't want to. Uh, you don't want machining involved here, and you got to try to keep you know because if you don't want it to be, um, you know. Not curved enough to where you're pulling outside pressure from it being pulled in until it sets, or you don't want to be too in to where it's now putting pressure against the shell. I I kind of want to know the the process, and I like how it, the that says bass drum depth is like so perfect, where it's, it's the width it, of the plate. 
Yeah, it's with the yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like lovely. Yeah, that came out super dope looking. Hundred percent unique. Yeah, always with him. Like that's why I call him the best spoke drummer because like everything he has is like super tailored and like very stylistically specific or theme specific. And this one again, like it that old bus behind it, and then the uh, kind of whatever barbecue shack behind like it's all perfect as far as for the photo shoot and then the theming of the kit is 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 awesome as usual i'm guessing he's from wisconsin huh? yeah <laughs> i got a lot of wisconsin boys oh yeah wisconsin. for sure so thank you josh for sending that in as always another cool entry from you and then the last one for the week is we have two from mark whitman and I want to say this one is the drum set. Yes, so that's the... There you go. There we go. It goes, here's my micro kit finally done. 16 by 12 bass drum, 16, 16, 4 tom. I paired it up with my free Ludwig Galaxy snare, dismantled and unwrapped. Ooh, wow. I painted the insides of the shells white and wrapped it in some holographic purple fabric. I had left over from another build. I opted for clear heads to show up the inside of the drum. The bass drum will need another felt strip or some muffling material to give it a nice thump. I have the heads pretty loose, so I'll experiment a little with the tuning. It will take uh, getting used to not having the upper tom as the natural inclination to hit that sucker during a roll. Here are before and after images, too. I have to... Oh, hang on. I will have to send a second email for more images if you want to use this for the podcast. Let me know what you think. Mark. As usual, it's like always a nice eye-catching finish with Mark. Yeah, um, that cool. reminds me of Brian Fraser Moore's kit when he played for Madonna. He had a huge oh, pearl man, the, in that kind of like iridescent purple because I think that was her color for the tour. It's like every angle. Yeah, yeah. Was a now, different color. Yeah, every time you move. And I, when he sent these pictures in, the, the symbols matched too, didn't they, or something? Ooh. No, that wasn't until later. That was when. That was when he had the sparkle kit, and Sabian did started doing that. Oh, those printed. That was for the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, that was for right. the Super Bowl. It was like a black with a multicolored sparkle, and then Sabian did the same thing on yeah, the. Yeah, uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, I wonder. I thought about that the other day. I wonder since they implemented that, how much that has caught on. <laughs> I don't see a lot of guys doing it, but I think it'd be very, like niche and cool for definitely the big guys are playing all these headline oh, shows yeah. tour like, drummers like yeah. yeah to make it look like and i get it for like they did it specifically for the super bowl like you want everything to look perfect and it did you know yeah, i i can't remember the sound comparisons like how much like if you had a explosion crash and then you had one that was printed what the, there was a sound difference i remember i can't remember if it was stuff's like stuff's running through so much stuff it really yeah. <laughs> yeah um but like i said that is what reminds me of the the kit that mark did i love the finish um i know jared likes the finish because jared likes eye-catching finishes so i know you're down with this oh yeah and i also love anything like pink or purple yeah no um, i'm with you purple's a great drum set color um i guess mine's kind of like it's purple but it's almost approaching blue purple but I still love that it is that purple hue. Um, so I, I'm definitely with you. Thank you, Mark, for sending that in. We do have another one from Mark. Um, this one. I like that, that green kit off to the left. Yeah, you, man. have you was... only been watching the podcast a couple of episodes ago? We talked about it. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, we did. Hmm. Yeah, That's that awesome. one's in yeah, there. Where's your support at, Phil? Sure. That one is <laughs> in there. So pull up the email for this one from Mark. Hiya. 
I like the before and after. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got around to building a snare using the lugs and muffler from a 1968 blue Ludwig 15 by 12 pad. I'm glad he repurposed all those parts. Um, there was no hope in the original shell. Unfortunately, as you know, I bought a wooden shell in Facebook Marketplace. It was an 8 lug. I wrapped it in automotive vinyl wrap. Bought some hoots from DFD, a repo Ludwig badge from Bum Rap uh, Drum Company, and used pieces and parts I had in my stash. I put on an attack snare side head and a slightly used coated Remo I had on my shelf. Ludwig folks probably wouldn't like it, but I do. I don't plan on selling it, so I really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and if I do, I'll let them know the deal and then they can decide. Anyway, I hope you like it. I saw that on his Instagram post and I was like, that reminds me of those Lisa Frank and all those older like um, like trapper keepers and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Instantly fell in love with. It. I was like, that's dope. Like that that to me is nostalgia for just that rap alone. I don't care what you guys think. Yeah, I think I, again, I, I think trapper it looks keeper. That's yeah, I that's think it looks dead on. It is nineties dope for sure. And you know what, Mark. You don't worry about those Ludwig guys. Screw those guys. Because those guys are a bunch of tools anyway. <laughs> all, the, all the super vintage nerds are usually so anal about everything. You should not worry about what they're saying. That drum looks dope. You did a good job. And you should keep it and play the ever-living crap out of that thing. That's dope. And it's... I love how, like, no matter where you look at it, you get yep. a different color. Mm. It's green, but now it's red, but it's blue. Mm -hmm. Love it. Yeah, that's awesome. So thank you again, Mark, for sending that in. Thank you to everybody. Thank you to Josh. Thank you to Mark. And thank you to who's the other one? Mike Malone. That's right. Mike Malone for sending in your setup. Um, so remember, any videos, 30 seconds or shorter, or if you want to show us something you're building, something you're working on, something you're restoring, or just like Mike did today, if you just want to send in pictures of your setup, send those two up on the screen, beardedrums at gmail.com. You can do a video as well, but remember, just keep those short, like 30 seconds or under. Uh, but send it into there, and we will feature your stuff here on the show. Um, so that is all of the viewer stuff for the week. Jarrett, hit us in the comments, and then we will get to the much-anticipated live audio test for the drums. Richie goes, that's a rad name for a jazz trio. Talking about Mike's group. He goes, uh, since I pretty much always play my micro kilt I built, this is my big kit. Um, Mike goes, oh, yeah, a bass player was playing Twister with the little kid, and the kid kept saying, I'm stuck on blue. So that's <laughs> so that's how the dad's cool. I'm stuck on <laughs> uh Mike Mullen goes, their boss first eight inch splashes, just a thin and a thick symbol paired together as hats. Uh, yeah, that's dope. And and that's pretty much what I figured you had to do. Um probably most of the time because other than like those Benny grabs, those are made specifically yeah. for Benny like but I've thought about um, we talk about them all the time. J.D. Beck. That's what yeah. those are. They're yeah, just, just plays two uh, splashes. K. Constantinople splashes. No, he plays no. They're just regular K. splashes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so I've always wanted to do that. Like get a couple of the higher end Istanbul two eight inch splashes, or if somebody made. Um, I bet you those Bosphorus sound good because if those are the Master Vintage series, I can already hear what they sound like. Those paper thin symbols. They probably sound pretty freaking dope. Um, and then Richie goes LL. It's even better. Richie goes, the pre-Benny Greb sand stuff minor was a different time. Wasn't a fan of the thick, brilliant stuff Thomas Lang and Marco Minimum were always advertising. You know, his M80s and all the other stuff was just so aggressive and ugh, yeah, real pingy. Um, Richie Henry goes, Josh always delivers. Bravo. He goes, Josh is definitely the Iron Man of the Legacy team. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> um, we got Charlie Smith. goes, 
I feel offended. I'm a super vintage nerd. But, the- <laughs> but no, but no. I, you've never done that here, so obviously you are excluded yeah. from any of those statements. But I'm sure it's happened to you. It's happened to Jared. It's happened to me. We've talked about it on the podcast. We've all been attacked by an overzealous vintage person who's like, you can't do that. Like, I, it's so many times. So obviously we're not talking to you because you wouldn't be here. Like, we would have already gotten into an altercation live on air if anybody ever tried to do that in this live comment section. So, Charlie, of course, we are not speaking about you. You're the good nerd. Yeah, what's that um, song from, like, early 2000s? You are only exception <laughs> that's you, Charlie. you're the only exception to the rule oh that's also that um oh what's that other uh funk tune boy you're no exception to the rule oh um get on up on the floor have no idea this is the obscure music section of the show with Jarrett Taylor trying to remember random 90s songs that feature the word exception. That's uh, Boogie Wonderland. Um, <laughs> Boogie Wonderland. Because, uh, uh, boy, you know, exception to the rule. We'll keep us updated through the whole show if you can come up with any other songs that feature the word exception. We'll do. <laughs> this is literally like my one of my like greatest traits is if I hear a phrase I'm like oh it's in a song so and so did it like what like I do it at work all the time yeah, so like, oh. you know, the movies yeah like, well, like the, the guy I work with William he calls me Bumblebee because it's like like the Transformer because I'll reply back and like he'll say something like, and I'll say the song lyrics or whatever that he just said I'm like he's like I hate you it'll be alright <laughs> I'm taking a music trivia one night man. or music jeopardy you remember that I've that? never no no I think it's it was when VH1 used to show music. Oh, <laughs> you're also oh, talking years, about a hundred years ago now. Yeah. I was in fifth grade when they were still doing that, and then by seventh grade they stopped. I would no. This is how I got all my music knowledge. I would sit on my couch and watch VH1 all day long in fifth grade. Like I would just eat nachos. I wouldn't even go outside. I would just watch VH1 and just soak up everything. I'm like this is so good. They it was had, wildly educational. It was. It really was, man. But it now, was the uh, preferred method for watching music because MTV had gone to pretty much the TRL format at that yeah, point. So all you had was yeah, VH1. Real world. It was just reality show. Yeah, yeah. I'd go, I would go between VH1 and then Fuse TV because they played all, like, all, all the emo stuff that I was super into. That's how I found like, Cody and Cameron and these other like, bands I still have you know, a burning love for. <laughs> you know, I'd be watching you know, uh, Quiet Riot on VH1. I'm like, okay, well, they're going to like a weird break fuse tv and then it's like you know my chemical romance i'm not okay <laughs> like i'll go music video back to vh1 does fuse still do that no i think now it's axis isn't it yeah it's, and it's all it's hard to keep up with the music platform there's no more music there's no more music tv and it sucks no or, or if there was they're gonna want you to pay for it some yeah. kind of stupid subscription fee or something access like will that. show a concert every now and then like i saw jane's addiction recently it was really good some recent thing rage against machine recent I did. That sounded great. I did yeah. see. I'm going to try to watch it soon. It's on Amazon Prime, I believe. It's either Prime or Hulu. There's a documentary about Parliament that the oh, that's, okay. that's new. Yeah, 
There's a bunch of good documentaries out there. Um, if Cooking you want to watch and <laughs> on, on, uh, on Prime right now, they have the Wrecking Crew documentary, which is like uh, the Funk Brothers did all the Motown music. The Wrecking Crew was the West Coast guys that did all of like the Beach Boys. Anybody oh, that was right. yeah. L.A. based, like so they they're everything. everything. Like, well, that's uh, that's Hal well, Blaine. Yeah, but that's so Hal Blaine. if you want to watch, was he part of the Wrecking Crew? Yeah, that's yeah. Carol K okay. too. It's all those cats. If you want to watch a good documentary, get on Prime and check out the Wrecking Crew. And then if you can find Standing in the Shadows of Motown, that's the one about the Funk Brothers who did every Motown song you could ever think of. That's pretty much, if you watch both of those, that covers 20 years on each coast. So you can get a nice um, nice, historical lesson. And they're they're really, they're they're shot real well. They're definitely worth checking out. Um, Any more comments before we move on to the live test? Um, Rich Henry goes, Gretsch enthusiast, air bassist extraordinaire. That's me, man. It's up here. It's up here. It's the, you got to break the wrist. And it's the first two fingers. And it's just, it's just this all day long. Um, Richie goes, VH1 from 9 p.m. to 7 a.m. Um, just music videos. I'd stay up way past bedtime watching videos until something lame came on. Yep. Same. That's how I learned about yeah. Quiet Right. I learned all about like the whole satanic panic thing was through VH1. Twisted Sisters whole like oh, trial the cases thing across the yeah country. I learned yeah, I learned hysteria. all about that all from VH1. It's like no textbook in school taught me about real music. It was or even music classes it was through VH1. Runs deep. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love with the Where Are They Now. Oh yeah, yeah that was some good stuff. Too. Although the One Hit Wonder is always my favorite. That's how oh, I the about, One Hit Wonder. That's how that's how <laughs> yeah. I learned about um what's his name um Snow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Informal. I get you boom boom now. Yeah. That was a hit in 96, man. That was that was uh, that was skating rink material for sure. Oh. 12 Inches of Snow. Is that what the album, That's what the the, album the, was the, called? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. There was actually some pretty good stuff on that album. Huh? I like that album. I remember that. That was, that was the tune of the summer back when. Way back when, for sure. Um, any more before we... <laughs> Uh, Dave Drake goes, have you seen the Zappa duck on Hulu? I was just about I to bring that up, man. Yeah. I think, Zappa. uh, what's his name? Um, Winters, um, David, David Winter. No, not David Winters. Uh, Edgar, the, the guy that plays Bill and Ted, the guy that plays Alex, Alex Winters. Oh, well, you can't play Bill and Ted. Well, it was, you can't, the, because Keanu not, Reeves is only one person. What was he? Was he Ted? Um, was, I can't remember which one Keanu Reeves was. Uh, I think, I think. He was Ted. was Ted. Yeah. Yeah. Because the other guy was Bill Preston Esquire. That's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, anyway, Bill Preston Esquire directed that. Oh, okay. cool. The whole Zappa thing, yeah. And I've heard great stuff about it. Huh. I haven't watched it either. I have to give that a, a listen since I am a Zappa fan. One of my favorite Zappa stories is the whole Vinny Kalahuta, how he got that gig. Oh, the sight reading? Yeah. <laughs> what song was it again? It was, uh, it was the blank. It was the black page is what he said. Oh, that's right. Like, and you get to try this out. And then just notes and of course that's a that has to be a Vinny story because only guys like him could ever pull something like yeah that <laughs> it, much less impress Frank Zappa yeah you know enough to get the call back and that's uh so that's got to be of course a Vinny story yeah the man the myth the mustache that's man. right so. <laughs> <laughs> I love that sting video uh, it was a 10 Sumner's Tales where they're at Sting's house and oh where they the show the whole album the, yeah. being done yeah it's like 6 a.m. or 5 a.m. in the morning, and they're mm-hmm. all down in the kitchen or whatever. Vinny's pouring some whiskey in his coffee, smoking a cigarette. <laughs> There's a video of, of Vinny playing uh, 
with some tree or something, and he does like one of the like the most stone cold things I've ever seen. Like, does he light the cigarette and Chick is like staring through his head? I believe that's the one because <laughs> he's playing, and then he's just, and then he's just <laughs> the smoke's billowing. Chick is over there. He's just like. He has an ashtray next to him, but he's just got that cigarette just flopping out the side. Oh, sorry. He's just got that. He's just got that cigarette just flying out the side. Just. That's <laughs> like, hilarious. And because he's wearing the classic Vinny getup, which is hair slicked back, glasses, black tank top. Yeah. Like what else does he wear? Nothing. Nothing. That's all he wears. That's all he wears. I mean, it's comfortable. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Does not care. No. I think he was still playing that white kit, too, I think, in that video. The white kit with the black hardware. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I always hated that kit. I'm not a big fan of white drum sets in the first place. I'm not a fan of black hardware. Is that the one nah. you played that with Jeff Beck? Or was it those? He played that kit with a lot of folks. I don't think he had the black hardware, though. Hmm. Hmm. Weird. It is weird. Look at us having to. This is now. I need Charlie to. I know. Charlie. <laughs> Charlie. He'll weigh in if he can. All right. Any more? No. Nope. Move on. Oh, nice. Oh, it's okay. Tokyo Blue Note. Note. Uh, Richie commented. What is? Oh, with the is cigarette? That, yeah. yeah. Tokyo <laughs> Blue Note. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So now we're going to try. This is just a test to see if we can. Because I've wanted to be able to play drums for the longest time. And trying to figure out how to route this in. I've got enough stuff plugged in my laptop as is. But I think I figured it out. And I can do it just coming out of the headphones out of the interface. That sounds a little eh. Because yeah. there's it's just, there's no, you know, there's no EQ. There's no effect. Yeah. It's just, so that I know will work. Now I actually have this thing plugged into the laptop running Studio Live. So. Um, I was getting signal earlier. I'm going to go over here. What I'm going to want, I want you to play the kit. All you do is just play a money beat so we can hear it. And um, I'm going to turn it down. And then what I need you in the chat to do is to let us know when the volume is good so I can leave it there. So, Jarrett, you monitor the chat. You go hop on the kit and just play just a simple money beat just so I can hear it. And, uh, And I'll let you know when to stop. And we should be able to hear this good and clean on the live stream. So I need y'all to be the helping hands and let us know what's going on as far as the audio. Thank you very much. Um, all right, so let me know what they... Well, just stay over there, because if, if I have to adjust the volume, we'll do this again. Uh, Dakota says it sounds good. Okay, the vo- uh, like, uh, what I want to know... Richie said that's a comfy volume. Well, what I want to know is I want to know that the drum volume is around the same level as our voices. So now, Phil, get back on the kit. Now you're hearing me talk, and I'll go back to Phil, and you can kind of, again, let us know if I need to come up. Just let me know if I need to come up, down, or stay right where I'm at.
All right. So let me know in the chat how that sounded. I think you're, you're probably good, Phil, unless somebody says it needs to like change drastically. Um, let us know how that is in, like if you're listening on a TV or if you're on your phone, it should be pretty good because that's what I record. That's like my recording setting. So it should have nice bit of compression and should be squashing the signal enough where you're not getting like loud spikes. Um, Dave says, turn off the drums. Mike, uh, uh, Richie says maybe up slightly question mark. Okay. Just slightly. That's yeah. all I needed to know. Um, anybody else? That's all we got. For, okay, for go back cards. over there one more time, Phil, and I'm going to go up one level on your channel, and y'all can let me know how you like this one. Anytime you are ready, Phil. So there's a faint high pitch whine going on through, almost like a faint feedback happening. Hmm. Um. I'll have to. And then Richie gave the gave the the okay sign. Okay. Um. Well, you're good. Uh. We'll leave that as the volume setting for now. And now I just need to go in and, um, like you know later on, uh, and just kind of see. I don't when I when I turn our mics off and turn the drum mics on. Yeah, I don't see anything coming through that shouldn't be. It might be one of those toms ringing or something like that. Uh, but if the volume is good, if everybody's happy with that on the volume end, I will leave that there. And now, and of course, I'm going to go back and listen to this when we're done tonight. I want to hear what it actually sounds like. Because um, like I said, when I was running just the headphones out without the computer controlling it, it sounded like you just put a mic in the room. So everything that was honky sounding just sounds honky. This should be like how everything, you know, I've got set up in the recorder. So it should sound like nice and fat and tight, but I'll go back and listen to it. But at least we've got the volume set. I can save all this. And now when we want to do drums live on air, I turn our mics off and I turn the drum mics on and we can actually, you know, do you some play. What? You have another one of these? Uh, yeah. Another board. Yeah. Yeah. Board. Maybe use that, run the drums into that, and then run the board. I've tried that. It doesn't sound... This is like the cleanest signal I can get. <laughs> uh, I'm reading the comment. You're fine. Uh, well, we, well, go ahead. Go to the comments. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, so, um, Dave said, play some power jazz. David Huck steps up. What's up, gentlemen? Joining late. Drums sound good to me. Richie gives the okay. Dave Drake says good. And then Mike Malone goes... Can you turn up the thirty degree bearing edges? Question mark. <laughs> maybe he goes. Maybe more silver sealer. Just might be my ears. I'm biased. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like I said, even if the audio is not perfect, at least we just have a reference audio that we can 
we can get like if somebody's talking about something that they're learning or if we're trying like we'll do we'll do it again later on we'll put your snare up there and kind of you know we can give an idea of what stuff sounds like and if you wanted if you were to be talking about something you were working on now we can just go to the kit and be like okay well here's jared talking about blah 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 night in tunisia and now that'll be now we can play and of course when hugh comes here we can do a live had a tune hugh style yeah next week uh, no, that's two weeks. The twenty second, right? Yeah, the twenty second. Yeah. Remember, July twenty second. Uh, we'll have Hugh here live in the studio to do that whole thing, which that there's going to be a long one. It's going to be a fun one, and I think what we're going to try to do is have him show off his tuning tips. Oh yeah. Um, and plus, we've had other people ask Jarrett and myself; they wanted to do a live snare drum tuning. So, of course, now that the mics are running great, we can actually do all kinds of stuff and you know you're not going to hear it through these stupid vocal mics right it'll it'll uh i don't think mine's on yeah you're, you gotta on. put your headphones, headphones on, on yeah. Yeah. um but yeah i'll go back and listen to that night and i'll and if, if i'm happy with the way it sounds now we'll have an option to do live audio um so thank you to all of you that were uh helping out in the chat i appreciate it i'll go back and check what charlie was saying and we'll see uh you know sure. stuff on the mic um, I'll see what the uh, what the wine was. Um, so uh, I think everything is done. Talked about the stickers. We did everybody's submissions. Yep. We've uh, we did the live test. Um, I guess if you want, what we could do now is if you want to throw your snare up and play it a little bit, we'll go live on the drums and let you play your snare. Sure. All right. Cool. All right. So this cool. is Jarrett showing off his brand new what year's nineteen sixties. 1960s Gretsch round badge single tension snare drum and you can just throw mine on the ground don't worry about uh don't worry about that's just that that little one toss I built <laughs> yeah just toss, toss her toss on the ground and let me know before you start playing so I can swap the mics over oh and let me turn the camera Jarrett is getting prepared. He is loading up the Gretsch single tension as we speak. Jarrett, have you done a tuning or just a rough tuning? I roughly messed with it this morning uh, when I was changing heads. Well, you can feel free to tune live and just let me know what you're doing as you do it, and I will... What? I, you, you can't get it totally. You know, as long as you can't see the, you know, uh, the brand. There we go. I'm, I'm not worried about it. As long as you can't see the brand, I'm good. This is, I have to figure out the third, what, third, fourth camera option for the drums. I got to figure out how to, I'll probably just get another GoPro and hang it above and you'll have like the overhead shot. But for now, this will work, even though it's kind of washed out with the lights shining in the camera. Um, so Jared is now tuning the Gretsch single tension snare, trying to get it where he wants it. And then soon we will have a sound source for you, and we'll hear how this thing sounds. Jared's probably going to do a nice little chang, chang, chang a lang for us here on the. Are you ready? All right, I'm swapping over now. So you can play when you are.
I like it. Uh, I think you need to come up on your yeah on your snare wires a little bit. sounds really good i don't i don't know how it's sounding for them but from right here that sounds like what i think of when i think of like a jazzy sounding gretchen air that and to be single tension and still achieve a good tone that's really good yeah Yeah, i think you might have to mess with the snares yeah i gotta figure out the because the knob's a little wonky so i think it just kind of keeps going to detune a little bit yeah Oh, you need new cord and new wires for sure. Yeah. Because those, those aren't original, right? No. Yeah. Yeah. That cord is old, and those are just those Dixon. Yeah, though, you need some good, some with some good snare wires on there, you can overcome, I think, anything that the uh, the throw off is giving you fits about. Yeah, but, but yeah, that's. I mean, it's, it's that. It's that kind of what I wanted. That roll, you know, that. That. Yeah, like rimshot that, that, sound awesome. That 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 chutzpah that yours has that. Yeah, and it's got that certain thing that like I notice a lot of specifically Gretsch vintage snares have where it's obviously a wood snare, but there's a weird 
how do I explain this? There's a weird cushiony sound inside the note that almost makes it sound kind of metal. Yeah. Like, but not like in just a straight up high pitch kind of ping way. It's got a weird, like you know how aluminum snares sound compressed. Like there's a, that's what it kind of sounds like. So it's like, yeah, it is wood, obviously, but it does have like a. There's like a oh wrong camera. There's like a something under the ass, like holding yeah. like it's it sounds really good. It might be that die cast that's on it. Um, yeah, that probably has something to do with it. That's that's that standard great Gretsch sound, you know. It's yeah, that's the, a good keeper. And to and like I said, I personally am a big fan of single tension snares. I know why everybody's not because they're hard to tune. Like you might not because the 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 heads are being t- tensioned equally. When you get to the tension you like, you might not like the sound of the snare, and there's nothing really you can do about it other than dampen it. Yeah. That one sounds really good. Like, I think that's a... I would say that's so much of a keeper. I would obviously take the cord and the wires off, but go get a real a Gretsch throw-off, either buy a vintage one that works perfectly, or you get a brand new one and put it on there. Yeah. That's a good That's a good sounding snare drum. And that's just uh, a Gretsch Permatone on top, coated. That's old, with a... Uh crappy set of uh, Aquarian snare side heads. Aquarian snare side heads. And now it's just a countdown till he trades it to Hugh. No. <laughs> for something. No, I've all, I've been wanting an actual legit, because after you have all your two or three that you've had, uh, or four, I can't remember, there's, there's, there's Big Betsy the 16, and then you have the small boy. You, the little 13 yeah, by cause 3. because you... Cause you the other one Hugh has now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so you had three. So getting to play around with yours, I really was kind of like, well, those are cool, and I'd like to have one because I'm about to get that bop kit shells that I bought forever ago. About to rip the hardware off of those that, that big 12, 16, 24 kit I built forever ago. I'm going to pull the hardware off of it and put it on that. I was like, well, that'd be a pretty cool have that, you know, 12, 14, 18, those mahogany and uh, maple shells and have that bad boy behind it. One, it would look cool. And two, it would probably sound, you know, pretty similar going across, um, like kind of like a vibe-wise. Because I kind of want yeah. to be not I – mean, I'm going to have it for our, for our rehearsal space because it's small. Um, but I think it would be cool to even probably gig around with. I mean, tune it up high for some some jazz. I like to be able to – I kind of want to cover more Dixieland stuff now yeah. because of Hugh. kind of want to get into that. Well, you just got the perfect snare. Yeah, to that one. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's more sloshy, you know, kind of. And the again, the finish is like, even though it's perfectly checked, the lining is still between the gr- the blue to the gray to the blue. It's perfect. Like I'm surprised that's in that good of condition. Yeah, it looked like at first it looked like it'd been, you know, restored or something. Yeah, that's why I thought it's like, oh, it's, somebody redid the, the striping. And redid the finish. And then I looked. The checking went straight through the blue, into the gray, back to the blue. And it's mm. like, you can tell, that is like vintage stock. If I could, if that, I remember if I could, if that guy still has that 20-inch kick drum. Uh, that single tension. That's that, it's that same color. It's that same blue Yeah, yeah blue, to, blue to silver to blue. Ooh. Boy, talk about showing up. Put that little <laughs> wool block mount on top of it, baby. Get them, uh, them Tosco hats going. <laughs> Dog, you are a Dixieland delight for sure. <laughs> Spend my dollar on beer. I hopped in the holler neath the mountain moonlight. All right, we're not going to end the portion of the show with Jared <laughs> sings country music into the microphone. You said Dixieland delight. That's that song, man. So many frat parties I've had to listen to that song. Everyone, oh, I know. 
we're all from here. We know about that one. No, it's worse than Starkville. Good lord. Dude, there's cowbells with it. It's been Mike Clang. Clang, clang, clang. clang. the worst. <laughs> Jesus. Well, yeah, man, you definitely score. How much you pay for that thing, all told? 240 Again, both of y'all are killing it in the under 300 category this week. <laughs> Dude, I've been three for three on snare drums lately. That you aluminum have. one, the USA, and that one. Yeah, and... Uh, they were all right around the same price. Yeah, all huh? around, all around two two fifty, after <laughs> after tax and shipping and everything. Just Man. been, and you're killing it. And it's you know it's funny because I knew it's this was going to happen. Um, about two weeks after I ordered that snare drum, somebody put a used one up, not the same finish, but a used twenty ply six and a half by fourteen. Yeah, I think I paid almost a thousand, and somebody put one up for six ninety nine. Oh, Obviously, it was used. Yeah, but I was like. I knew, and I'm not mad about it because I'm getting the the, the finish that really pretty. Fin- but it seems like whenever you're looking to buy something and you finally find it and you make the purchase or whatever, a week later, oh yeah, same one, one, maybe not same up. finish, lower price. Like it never fails. Yeah. Like you're always like, you man, gotta get, you got to get that finished though. Yeah, and that Ludwig uh, group. I was this guy was like, I don't see a lot of gold sparkle kits. I'm like, dog, you just missed mine. It's like it just <laughs> went out the door. Yeah, and the guy was like, did you show me? Like, yeah, posted an ad here twice. It's like, yeah, and it's like, if anyone wants it, it's like, let me know. He's like, man, I can't believe I missed it. I'm like, yeah, you you goofed up, Charlie. Yeah, because there's no shortage of gold sparkle or blue sparkle out there. That no. seems no, to but be. the thing was is that I rarely get to see like old gold sparkle. It's always true. It's, oh, it's, newer... Yeah, it, yeah. It's always like, he was looking like that old. And I was like, well, mine's old and it was nickel. He's like, ooh, nickel. My cat dogs. Now I ain't got time for that chrome. Whoever bought this kit was like, I'm saving money getting nickel plated, not chrome. And now it's funny that we prefer, like for them, it the upgrade was chrome, and now we're like, no, no, no. Give me the brush nickel, man. It looks yeah, cool. You yeah. know, if, and if it tarnishes, it's not that big of a expensive. deal. It's not going to like pit and eat anything away. It's going to. But it has it a beautiful patina. It's all nice, uh, like a flat kind of like dull finish. I think it's, I, I always prefer when I own both those kits, my blue one and the, the matching gold one. I preferred the gold one. Same size bass drum. Both bass drums were in round. And I swear to God, that bass drum is a third lower natural pitch than that one. Like. <laughs> significant difference if you hit both of them and I've done it next to each other that one and, it, and it's matching brother and the gold finish were literally a third apart finish wise I forgot all about that kit <laughs> how, do you, how do you forget about this it... I how dare about you there's just I... kits everywhere yeah. there's, there's <laughs> so a lot drums <laughs> yeah so we can give finally a uh, a swivel shot so what y'all are seeing is of course we were playing there a minute ago there's Jared. Uh, so there's the kit. There's all of the snares on the back wall. And then there is leaning to the side a little bit, Phil. Yeah. Other um, side. Other side. There you <laughs> go. There's the yellow, the infamous yellow kit, the kit we built, and the infamous blue sparkle Ludwig club date. So that is the room that we work in when you see us on Thursdays. It's basically a converted huge living room that I have made into <laughs> the default drum studio. Um, let's see. We got Richie goes, uh, man, I might be going to an Olympic soccer game on Hugh tonight. Who's Not that that's lame or anything. Uh, Mark Wedding goes, I love the Lawson Plate kit. Oh, my God. I know, right, Mark? Yeah, Mark's catching up right now. There we go. Um, Richie goes, sounds fat. 
Uh, Mike goes, I think the sound got better when the Gretsch drum went up. Not sure why. Maybe you better watch yourself, thing. Malone. <laughs> you better watch yourself, Malone. I got my eye on you. I can I can make sure that legacy sticker never reaches you, buddy. I'll, I'll just steal it. <laughs> Try to stop me, Stephen. Um, we got my boy Frank. Greetings from New Jersey. A little late tonight. I'm preparing for my first post-COVID gig. And needed to remember how to pack up the gear. JT, the drum and the sound, the drum and the playing sounded great. And then um, Richie goes, "Got to mic up the legendary Banana Kid sometime." Oh, that's right. Richie was one of the uh, one of the caretakers of the 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 Bumblebee Kit. Well, Richie, you see here the reason why we cannot mic up the 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 Banana Kit is because we do not have. Base tension rods for, yeah, we, for that kit. Yeah, we don't have base tension rods. It needs to be those need to be replaced. And cannibalized to another kit. Yes. The one right next to it. Yes, they're on the kit next to it. <laughs> and then the other part that's on it was used for that single tension snare you built because you had to use those because they're long enough and you cut down, correct? No, I never I ended up having to use those. Oh. No. Uh, I, I forget you. what I I forget what I used, but yeah, everything came out with me having to only take some of those tension rods off the kit next to it and put that on there. So, yeah, and those never get played. I uh, I really just hold the yellow kit so that it's safe and it's got a home. And when anybody wants to play it, it's like, man, just call me. Just come pick it up. You just got to pick it up and then bring it back in good condition. <laughs> That's all I ask because the, the, the yellow kit has been through some serious rough days. Like, I, I forget. I've had it. Pat's had it. Hugh's had it. Richie's had it. Um, Sarah's had it. Um, somebody else has had that yellow kit. So it's been through about eight people. And Jesus. some people treat it well. Some people did not treat it well. And Who didn't treat I, it well? When Am I going to say? <laughs> but when I got it back, like I had to repaint the bass drum hoops black. I had to fix the tom mount. And it had like mismatched heads for days. So I put G2 clears over the whole thing. Like it's back into like the glory days of when that kit was being used all over freaking town. Um, yeah, so I really just hold it here for safety's sake. So, um, any more comments? We got Charlie Smith says, love a club date. Definitely on the to-own list. And then David Huckstep said, nice snare, Jared. And you got one heck of a deal on that baby. Yes, I did. The guy was wanting to get rid of it. The guy was like, I'm not even a grudge fan. Then why the you buy it? <laughs> <laughs> How much other stuff did he have? Uh, just I didn't even check anything. I just, I kept... I, that's been on my watch list for over a year now. Shit, that's how man. much I've been watching. And it has not budged from his asking price to 300 And I was like, oh. That's when you know you've got the upper hand. And yeah. You can be like, hey, man, let's talk. Like, yeah. what, what what, to get it out of, out of and your I was And I was going to lowball him at 200 even. I was like, no, it's being cheeky. 225 Because 75 is not quite 100 and you don't feel you're getting that shorted out. This is like my logic. Behind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you um, lowball him, man, he might not come off it. Yeah, like that. What's that? The snare drum dealer or whatever in Texas or something that, like, will only give you the drum if you deserve oh, um, it. <laughs> uh, Rock and Robin guitars. <laughs> he oh, wants sorry. to know what you are going to be doing with the drum set or the snare or whatever. <laughs> like he, yeah, he's like, what? Are, what are we doing with this? Yeah, he like, interviews you or something. Pretty much. And... <laughs> like he wants to know that, like, if you you're not just some some dumbass that heard the word Vista Light. He's like, well, why? Is it a bottom thing? Is it like, you'd have to know, like, yeah, I'm doing the whole bottom Bonzo thing. Like, then he'd be like, oh, okay, I get what you're going for. But if you're just like, I want Vista Light. Like, and he's like, what? 
No, 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 no. What, like, what are we doing here? What is our purpose? It's like the drum Nazi. <laughs> no snare for you. No yeah. snare drum. But he's you. got one of the coolest collections of like really interesting stuff. Not just typical, like when you see a bunch of vintage crap. Yeah, he's got the upper hand. He's got weird with the, stuff. With stuff. Yeah, he's got really <laughs> weird stuff. He's got really old stuff and like stuff that I've um in that vintage drum book. There is uh, the duplex kit that is knob t- tensioned. So like you like on the bass drum, there's a huge knob, and that turns all the tension rods. Oh wow! And it's like a, a like a really neat historical piece, and you see it in all the historical drum books. I saw one there in a case. He had one. It was uber expensive. It was probably like twenty five thousand dollars, but it was in mint condition, and it's a weird enough kit where you like that's a museum piece. Yeah, like he's had awesome. the um what do they call it the lifesaver, Vistalite kit, like orange, oh, yeah, red, green, colors. or something. He had. Weird stuff that you just don't see, even when you see vintage stuff. When I was looking for the 1930s brass snare, um, he was one of the places I called because he happened to have one. He had one with the light bulb hole, and they didn't have the light bulb part for it, so it had been just a snare drum with a big hole in the side. And I was mm. like, eh. And he wanted, of course, like eBay money for it. He wanted six or seven hundred dollars. I'm like, eh. I paid three for that. It's perfect, and I don't have to worry about any stupid light bulbs and you know all yeah, that yeah. Kind of what, what do you tell you, a light bulb yeah so back in the day what um a lot of the guys would do because you use calf heads for everything mm-hmm. and so depending on like going in and out of clubs and stuff or just in and out of your house and everything your calf heads would change the climate so if it got cold they would pull up tight and so you don't want to have tight heads, otherwise you'll you'll break them. So you'd right. put a light bulb, and these are old light bulbs, so they gave up a lot of heat. You put a light bulb in your drums, plug it in, and then it warms up the calf inside. Huh. So whenever you played, you didn't run the risk of busting a head. That's awesome. So that similar one that I got from uh, Lynn that used to be Hughes, that mm-hmm. Barrett Deem zone. That has I it. have the light bulb inside of it, yeah. Really? I have the cord and everything, yeah. Cool. Yeah, and when you're pricing vintage stuff, Obviously, perfect condition is like A. You get to A plus by like, oh, yeah, well, this has the light bulb kit. Or like one of those old things where it like really bumps it up a notch. That's one of those markers where it's like, oh, yeah. It's a light bulb kit. They have the light bulb. It works. Then you're like, that's when the I think the real professional collectors come out. And they're like, oh. (laughs) That was a big thing behind the Gladstone lugs um, from back in the day was, granted, this is only for a snare drum. So I'm going to put a light bulb in a snare drum. But he didn't like taking a snare off the sand, turning it upside down, and then tuning it because he thought it looked unprofessional. So that's why he made up his tuning system because he would go from the bottom um, of the like a basement basically, and he would go up a couple stories to the auditorium for the the show mm. for the orchestra, and then your snare drum based upon how cold it was down there or how hot or whatever it was in the basement. Then coming up to whatever, your snare drum would detune from it going up the flight elevator that brought the, the pit up. So he made it to where you could tune the snare drum top and bottom heads from one side to help alleviate that problem. Because he's got to think, a lot of these, all these big things were all done in like the 40s and 50s. So right. everyone's like trying to be ingen- in, in, intuitive. And then, yeah, but it's like intuitive <laughs> and engineer. Uh, intuitive. <laughs> intuitive. Engineerative. Yeah, with their, with their gear and everything. So... I think it's really rad that it has the light bulb in mine. Um, some guys don't understand what's why. Like, that's it. It's because calf got, heads, got baby. Calf heads. Cool. It's real calf heads. Not you don't you don't need me need it now, but it's what it was for. Otherwise, they would draw up and you would have a 
you know, 0.25 inch. Or if it uh, was real hang humid, you've got floppy heads that, right. you know, sound terrible. So <laughs> and you have to re- you have to crank those babies up, and then when you got done, you have to loosen them up. Or they'd split. Or they'd split exactly. <laughs> you know, because like um, because back in the day, Gretsch used to go to a butcher, buy all their skin, put them on top of the factory, and let the the skins dry to make their drum heads. That they put on all their stuff back in the day. <laughs> I learned that from the uh, modern drumming podcast, or whatever. <laughs> modern uh, drum or the, the drum history podcast. Drum history podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got the three different ones thrown <laughs> together. There's too yeah. many now. Yeah, there's too, there's a lot now. Yeah, everybody's starting a podcast. Yeah, the drumming history podcast. He had uh, one of the guys that wrote that book. I can't remember the dude's name, but he wrote a book on Gretsch. And there's like a booth that's in Brooklyn. Um, that's their booth. Like they come there, it's plaqued. Mm-hmm. That's the Fred Gretsch booth, nice. uh, and he goes there on like every like Fred's birthday. He goes and asks to sit in that booth to go eat for his birthday dinner. This di- it's just like a little this, this little diner in the back corner. It's where the Gretsch boys were back there slinging, making drums in Brooklyn. Man, it's cool. It's cool. We're down here with nothing. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing. Hot sticks. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Which aren't even are they still hot sticks? I think Aren't so. Are they like Ludwig sticks now? Or oh, something? maybe. <laughs> maybe. You might be right. What happened to that dude that was in Hattiesburg that made those custom drumsticks that would like, he uh, he played for that Christian funk group band thing? Oh, God. He came to state a couple times. Uh, not state. Uh, USM for summer drumming. I got one of his pairs of sticks that he made for a high school that I won in a, in a contest. So I have Ocean Springs Greyhounds, like wrapped... But it's not like a film, like it's like yeah. inked on. It's they're really rad, but you can definitely tell which one is from my left and right hand. The right hand one, <laughs> right hand one up. has a perfect. No, I never. I only play on a practice pad. Has like uh. a perfect like right hand fulcrum, and the other one is like partially around because of my left hand. You'll see like where my ring finger is at, like halfway down it, from doing <laughs> this. Yeah, it's beautiful. I'll have to find them and bring them and show them to you guys. But yeah, he 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 went to Southern Miss, and I cannot remember. And was that the thing? Is that they were just like had uh, finishes, like the like the yeah, printed well, finishes? Yeah, yeah. But he did he did custom finishes, printed finishes, whatever huh. he wanted. He did stuff for schools. Um, he did a set of sticks for University of Mobile. Um, I got a pair when I went through an audition for them for college. Um, and those sticks were lame because no, like, I didn't know that was like another like drum tips. builder we had here. <laughs> yeah, it's like then we got Swindle. We've got the guy that made Ray Hanser's drum. Um, I can't remember his name. Mojo, yeah, Mojo, Mojo Mojo. Mojo drums, and then there's the guy who's also from Mississippi who built and still I think they still sell them the snare that's built out of two by fours. I think I remember seeing that on YouTube. Yeah, it's a cool snare. Um, I've seen videos of guys that own those because they're cheap. It's not expensive. Um, they sound good, and it's made out of just two by fours that they. You know, round out, make a snare shell out of it. It was cool. Really? Even the butt. The Two butt inches plate. thick? Uh, I think so. <laughs> I think it was. Good and it Lord. was just pine 2 by 4 and they sounded killer. Um, I'll have to go look that video up uh, when we get done here later and show it to you. So, uh, But yeah, that was that's that's uh, as far as I know, that's all the drum builders in the state. Um, so I didn't know about the stick guy and obviously hot sticks, um, which I've still never been there. Like I said, I don't know if they're making hot sticks anymore or if, like you said, they make because I know you're right. Ludwig they make Ludwig sticks, sticks or something like that. Because yeah. Pat got a bunch of free sticks 15 years ago from that place, and there were some hot sticks in there. And I do specifically remember the there were Ludwig sticks mixed in there Nylon as well. Tips. Yeah, I have a couple of pairs of them. Um, so I guess I, 
that's if if they're still in business, that's probably why because they're making Ludwig sticks. Um, they're not bad. No, I, hot sticks were never bad. I just don't like they don't sticks fray. with with stuff on them. Um, but the one thing hot sticks did that was I thought was fairly innovative. Um, you know, you see drummers that bury the stick into the into the head. They always have that middle of the stick is frayed, like something blew up. Yeah, they their thing was hot sticks right in the center of the stick. They had a machine that would crimp the wood and compress it, so the, like the stick was flat, and then there was a small indent, and then it went back up. They would but break. They would, would just split. Yeah, um, I never got to play them because, like I said, only time I ever saw hot sticks was when they had that holographic finish on them, and I'm yeah. like, what am I gonna? We had like a bright red or something. We they gave a bunch to Stanislaus in high school, and um, we took a bunch of the red two Bs and took them out for practice on the you know marching or whatever, and saw how much paint we could get off Just of them. Just shred them. That's <laughs> <laughs> paint flying chips everywhere. <laughs> You're the worst type of person. <laughs> you literally... had to take the snare apart, you know, because the paint chips were all down in between, like, the rim and the... Oh, <laughs> yeah. See, uh, you, you, I mean, you say all black that... black snare drums. We... <laughs> I used to have to clean my drum all the time because we had all... Uh, we used Colin McNutts for like a year. We would swap we swap sticks every year in high school band. I have no idea why. Well, let's try this. Well, we're locked into getting like fifty thousand pairs for that whole season. I'm like, this is all we're stuck with. I'm like, at least do a little like, you know, some R and D during like the like the <laughs> off season. Like See that. what we like. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care what you like. But you feel really good to me. Yeah, because you have small child hands. Mercer, <laughs> shut up. And there was always a. It was always I noticed from the store's point of view. There was always a trend. Like, for the most part, they used Hardemans. Yep. Um, but then, like, you would see one year, two or three band directors would come in, and it's like, all they wanted was Silver Fox. So now we have to order bricks, yeah, tenor sticks, uh, and, and snare sticks. Um, they always had some, they were always really specific about the mallets for the bass drums. Yep. And it usually was never the brand that you were like, a bunch of Silver Fox. Well, do you need bass mallets? Like, no, we're using Vic Firth, blah, 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 you know. So it was like one year. All Silver Fox. And then we get all that crap in. Of course, we sell it because they need it. And you're still selling Hardemans. And then, like, the next year, I remember there was one year specifically when System Blue came out. Oh. Every freaking band, and I do mean every band director was like, I want the System Blue. I don't remember the specific model name, but those, were they Promark? Yeah, those Blues? things were rocking. I love those sticks. Those were dope. I even... When DCI came, I got the exact same pair, but it had the fancy rubber tip on the end. Yeah. Love those sticks, man. Like, out of all the marching sticks, those are, like, always... I forgot the model number names. I never, ever got them again after they were done with them. I love those sticks. We have the System Blue heads that we use for tenors that Evans made. Killer. Amazing. Because they were blue and faded to clear, so you know where your zone was. You can cheat. <laughs> Did you say that's your favorite marching stick that you used? Because I forgot all about those. Those were awesome, yeah. Would you say that's your? That's I would your, say that's my favorite. Yeah. What about you, Phil? What was your? Oh, we went back. Whole time, they went through this. Yeah. The no, no, those are the Scott. No, the Scott Johnson signature models. Yeah. The Scojos, dude. Scojos. <laughs> that, that was still fat. It had a ball tip, but it was just like a half an inch shorter than everything else. I think so. Like the I remember, specific was short. Those were short little stubby. And they things. had those weird those. hammerhead tips, they had like black tips. Yeah, yeah. And they weren't just like plastic, breakable plastic. They were something that like really could hold up. Mm. But I remember and I probably have a set in that bag, those Scott Johnsons. That's a that was a that was a nice stick. When oh, did yeah. they start coming out with the signature core masters? Cuz I remember you know, 
a million years ago, you know, they were just core masters. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so it had to be after I graduated. So yeah, it had to be like I know after post-97. I know that we, I don't know when this started. I know that we for sure had signatures like we had, um, like tenors used the Jeff McQueen tenor sticks. Uh, this would have been 2010-ish. I know that we had the Jeff McQueens we used. We had the Colin McNutts we used. Um, we had the Ralph Hardys, of course. Um then we had Skojo's one year. Um, then we had some innovative percussion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was we, another we thing. Did. So yeah. it was like one year with Silver Fox. One year everybody came in asking for uh, System Blue. And then maybe the following year or one of those years afterwards, everybody wanted yeah, innovative right. percussion. And, and I was either Vic Firth or Promark, maybe a little Regal Tip. I was, I'd never heard of innovative percussion and i was like what is the it, it, and they were all coming in and asking for it so of course we stock it and then Somebody we got some of their their regular sticks and i think i still have some of those i don't really they weren't anything special but it seemed like at least for that year they were something special about their marching sticks because every band director the, wanted it we so dr baker at state he endorses innovative percussion they make some of the most beautiful mallets i've ever had to play on even though i'm a crappy mallet player um they make really good mallets and the, we used someone's um model i know in high school but then for him in college i forgot who we used God, i'll have to try to find him um in my bag somewhere after the i kept him we had to tape everything up we had to do the weird uh double-sided so you'd you'd tape the from the fulcrum we space natural for the fulcrum tape down the end then tape behind had that weird gap in the middle, just all stick. I don't know if you guys ever had to do that. Yeah, yeah we didn't do the because I, I hated fully taped sticks and I hated partially taped sticks. I I like the the like the seven eighths mm -hmm. or six eighths, or whatever three fourths of it. Just tape. leave it enough room for your finger, basically. Yeah, because like because like for the the butt was always nice because we'd have to do like stick tricks, and so you didn't get to chew the the back up so much um, for anything we had to use them for. So I was like doing that, but. Because what got me on this whole bit about you bitten all that paint stuff. I remember having to go through like every like two or three months. I have to go through. I get a credit card because I was lazy. I don't take the whole drum apart and have to go through and dig out all the stick splinters and tape that was mm -hmm. in the rim between the head and the hoop of my drums. I hated it. <laughs> it sucked because it'd be gunked up. And we was in high school. We didn't care. I had like that's why we didn't. I had tape. like didn't had like hot dog juice and gross. <laughs> hot dog <laughs> disgusting juice. and sweat. Man, we get food in the stands. <laughs> Whatever. We get pizza and stuff too. <laughs> what do you do? Like Hugh over there and just eating off of it. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I put my drum Did down, and sometimes here? it's like it's like all right. Well, it's right here. Yeah, we gotta you know. Which uh, why I, I was so furious um, when I got to college. I was just mad that they didn't spend the <laughs> freaking money on it. Was when I got to state, I was like, "All right, so do we have to like hold our drums the entire football game?" Like, are you insane now? <laughs> I was like, "What?" It's like we have stands for that. I'm like, <laughs> stands? <laughs> what, what, stands? What How do I put this thing on? Here? Yeah, and they're like, <laughs> I'm like, what about the bass drums? Like, no, they have stands they have, too. I'm stands. like, this has. Bullshit. <laughs> this is bullshit. This is not fair. And I looked up on like, like you guys couldn't budget. You couldn't like ask Mark Hubbard for like a couple of hundred, you know, maybe maybe like two thousand to get his new stands to where, because like the bass drums, like we're tired. You'd put bass drums on like the covers, draped across the bleachers. You're putting brand new drums on metal bleachers. Mm. 
like just chipping the absolute Christ out of it. <laughs> Like looking like a pair of like nineteen sixties Ludwig hoops that've been on way too many gigs. <laughs> Look, like when you're when you're done, like these are brand new drums and we're taking Sharpie and like filling in the holes like no one sees me. Oh, um, like we were talking about the other night, that bass drum that I want back, that came from Harrison Central High School, and like I said, they threw them out because a hurricane happened. There was nothing wrong with the drums. Insurance was just getting them new drums, right. so they just literally threw them out by the road. I got a set of quads, a snare, and a bass drum. That bass drum, like, you know, the typical pearl marching snare is black or mm. white. They had the black ones. It's the same thing with the um, with the, uh, the tenors. But the bass drums must have been some other finish from something they had bought either before or after. And I guess they did a show where everything was supposed to be black. So they just spray painted over the entire, I mean, didn't even take the bass drum the apart. The hoops, the wrap, the claws, the lugs. Like, they just literally put the drums outside and just, cut. I had to strip I had to sand the, the shell, take Gooby gone, and strip all of the lugs, and sand the bass drum hoops to get them back down to normal. Like, they just didn't care. They were like, oh, we need black drums? <laughs> that's, like, that's the one thing looking back at it is like, it's like, I don't care about your drum teacher, like where they went to school at. I want to know about, like, do you know how to fix stuff when it breaks? It's like, I want to know about that guy. But, like, yeah, man, you know, I can't get you the most excellent chops, but you know what? We're going to get you hooked up, though. It's like, we're going to get something figured out. Fix. Oh, we got to play this part for a piece? Nah, I got you. Boom, 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 boom. You're all set up with, like, whatever crazy contraption, like, mixing and matching stuff. Instead, we're like, well, we just got to have to buy this. Like, no, no, no. There's, a, there's another way. There's like, another way. There's another way. We never I, had one of those guys, the no, MacGyver guy. We never know? had a MacGyver guy. <laughs> you know what? My dad was our MacGyver guy because um, we had, like, do this whole thing with the pit or whatever. And they're like, we want a drum rack. I'm like, well, I have my giant pearl drum rack. Well, it's got to be able to roll. So I was like, does anyone else here have like a dad who's smart? And they're like, no. I'm like, <laughs> fine. Dad, I brought dad a set, of, a set of the feet, and dad took wood, put some U-bolts across it, and put on two casters and made it where could roll that rack up and down a field. All day long would be fine. And then after they used my rack, they're like, this is so cool. Couldn't buy as Freaking stands where they bought us a rack with 16,000 new effing clamps and cymbal stands. Those cheap bastards. So upset. Man, I don't want to stand. I don't want to stand. And I was super mad. And the, the guy, I don't care where he's at now. Um, I think he's a priest now. Um, Jesus. He got, I don't know, this is so petty of me, but it just it burns me to my soul. I'll never forget this. So the Tam Tam stand we had, people would like hit it and then like shake it for some reason and like the tubes that came down to the foot base would like start to like break and like not like not like snap but like you know when metal gets soft it starts to bend and yeah. gets all yeah it was like that and um so I took it my grandpa I'm like dad's out of town can you help me he's like sure thing son so my grandpa who was also a welder for many years like my dad was walls it up gets it all nice and new he's like do you need to have some wheels for this thing I was like wouldn't help I mean it wouldn't hurt and he's like all right cool Go down to the local hardware store in BFE, Alabama. Like one of my cousins owned it or something. We get some wheels, put it on, bada bing, bada boom. We spray paint it. It's all nice and neat. We get back to school. I mean, I get back home from the weekend. I'm like, check out the stand my grandpa helped me do. I'm like, awesome. Thanks, man. I'm like, no problem. And then I'm like, I'm the one that painted. I'm like, no, you didn't. You, <laughs> you, you, you dingus. Me and my grandpa spent like three hours on the shop. He used to help. Like, I got the test weld. Like some of the pieces, they like he kind of showed me a little bit. 
Like, no, you didn't do anything. You tall, long faced <laughs> nerd. Get out of here. I was so upset. And then they started to like shake. I'm like, no, you break it. I'm like, you can go out and fix it yourself because I'm not, you know. Why would they shake it? Would they hit it and think you can? Yeah, they would. Yeah, <laughs> they would go. They would go. Bam, and then they would shake the top bracing that, that held the, the wire or whatever. I was Stupid. I was <laughs> livid. <laughs> trying, to take, trying to take credit for this. Dude, I was hard. Like, whatever, I spent time and money in that band. Like, I'm getting my recognition. Same thing, freaking senior year. Still doing loading crew. I didn't get any recognition. I was like, you're going to sit here look at me in my eye and tell me I didn't, <laughs> load, I didn't load that damn trailer for three years with Chandler Maselli with two of these two long-faced nerds over here popped up on my scene. <laughs> it's like, no, get out of here. I'm like, where's my pin? And afterwards, Joe was like, I know you did. He's like, but don't worry about it. I'm like, Joe. No, hell no. Rest his soul. I was like, not fair, but instead, <laughs> what happened? I got calls to Gigs to put the IP, and we smoked cigarettes, and he would slide me drinks. So, <laughs> so didn't get my recognition. You're a I rebel. Did, didn't yeah, get my was... recognition, but 18-year-old me was sauced up playing Night in Tunisia. <laughs> so it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> I looked like 25 when I was 17 anyway, so it was fine. But that's my old tainted. That still makes me so mad, like, thinking back on it. I'm like, I... I'm like, you're a priest. Whatever, it's cool now, but still. Nah, I don't give him any slack because he's a priest. No, I don't give him anything. <laughs> I'd call it nerd. No slack whatsoever. Nah. He might need some slack. That collar is super More scrutiny for men of the cloth. He's probably doing well now. All right, moving on from that subject, we <laughs> no. had a comment Sorry. from we had a comment <laughs> from Mark Whitman about the sticks he was using, uh, which was on subject. So go Mark ahead. goes, on the subject of sticks, to get the most out of the micro kit, I was using some Travis Barker 7Bs. To bring some volume to that thing, I normally use 5A nylon tips. You could definitely hmm. go with a heavier stick for sure, but I would make sure that you match it. This might seem, I'm going to be a little against the grain here. You guys might say use a two-ply head. I'm going to say, you want the most umph out of that little kit? Throw on a one-ply up top and get you a thin bottom and crank that sucker and it's going to be loud as fire. Tell me yeah. I'm wrong. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I don't know if Pitch-wise, that's where I'd want to be sitting. But volume from tension, you're right. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I can agree with you on pitch, um, but you are right. Um, you, you can still get some lowness out yeah. of a single ply. I mean, those low big standards I had coded ambassadors, and those things were thuddy as all those get Those were nice. Up. Those were nice. I mean, you can always throw an ambassador and get a good sound. Um, and just about anything. You were talking about on that Catalina kit, you want to put a one-ply on the yeah, batter G-Med. side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the what? On the kick. On the batter side. Oh, what? What? You said a D mad or G mad? G mad? Yeah. I Man. just saw it on Sweetwater. It's like a twelve mil, twelve mil single ply. Yeah. yeah I mean, those ten or 11. you can always go there out, but like unless Catalina's. I mean, it is so hard for me to not tell anyone to get. It's the it's the same three because you can't screw them up. Power stroke three clear, E mad. Super kick one. Yeah. And I, you get, it says it's the same three. I mean, Peter Erskine plays this whole, like, uh, it's a dope solo, uh, 14, 12, 18, or 12, 14, 18. I got those numbers screwed around. But he was playing an EMAD clear on, like, on a little bop kit, and it sounded fat. And it had, but the cool thing is, is you have that controlled 
tone to it. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's it. You unless can play you're flat foot and bring it out. Yeah, or you can um, just really. Unless you're going it. for the more like super open sound, like kind of Keith Carlocky, Stanton Moorish. Yeah. You don't want a lot of you want to, or I guess the good example is Carter McLean, not put anything in it. Yeah, yeah. Just be big and open. I would say that G Mad thing, but. And it's where I would normally just tell you to put an EMAT on it. I remember from back in the day when I had a bunch of those kits, always being able to get good results out of a Catalina with a super kick on it. Yeah. Uh, obviously, if you want a super, super kick, kick one. Aquarian, yeah. Yeah, yeah super yeah, kick one or super I kick two. I think that's what's on it right now. Oh, two. Well, that's not. Uh, yeah. Oh, two, a little too much for that. I'd, you know what? Uh, like do, I said, I've yeah, got a pile of 18s yeah. in the back that Some I don't own an 18 it. now, so we'll go back there when we're done and see uh, if I've got anything that you need, and you can just go ahead and outfit the... Uh, um, out to, and dependent upon guys, how much fun we have and how many Coronas they drink, uh, you might see a second stream <laughs> pop up with a <laughs> rustic pearl Gretsch Catalina club. If if we get cheeky and start yanking drums out of the mics TM and then putting Corona. his kit on there, you might in an hour from now you might see another stream pop up where we're playing Phil's brand new kit. So we'll have to see. Um, any more comments? Yeah, I was about to get to it. Uh, Richie says the beard is turned. Yes, I'm upset. Uh, Mark goes, nice, I'll give it a go. He goes, super kick was my choice, but I'm going for a more minimal cost. I'll put on the better goods later on, but it's got to be clear. Okay, so as okay, so for the kick drum, here's my here's my recommendation. Keeping your cost down, you go your standard just clear ambassador for your batter for your rezo side for that kit and then i would even go as far and if you want to be like cheeky you can i know they make them for 16 inch drums get you one of those clear p4 tom heads yeah and that'd be that'd be the only like upper cost i would say for that little kit um if you wanted to be cheeky about yeah, it yeah because the p's are just a little bit less expensive than like an emat or a super kick or something that has the muffling yeah on it so he could get out of there it wouldn't be terribly expensive. yeah you could definitely you could definitely run like a clear p p3 or a clear p4 for the your your tom batter side for that kid i think it'd be fine and you get to kind of save a little bit on the money on that side but aquarian those heads are pretty reasonably yeah they're priced. not bad yeah they're 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 pretty competitive price of being on like the cheaper side of being you get a good bang for your buck the first aquarium bass drum head i bought was from pinkston's and it was defective because it's split in half <laughs> They all the, had the problems back kick. in the day. They all, every one of them, Aquarian, Evans. One, two, three, four, boom, right through the middle, split. Yeah. Um, I brought it back, Derek. I think it was Derek. <laughs> I remember Ray Hanser years ago having He's to like, send back uh, EMADs because they would break on him the, the collar. And mm. then, like, uh, Evans actually had to go in and rework the whole collar for the EMAD because I guess enough guys were having problems where they get brittle and break. Yeah, I think they've all fixed their... Yeah, no, they've all, every, uh, Evans fixed everything when they did level 360 with all that money they spent on the new uh, tooling. And I m would see sometimes weird stuff with Aquarium, but they've obviously fixed how they glue that felt strip to the super kick sense. Mm. And Remo's never had a problem. They've been doing it for, yeah, you know, yeah. been doing it forever. <laughs> I mean, Evans has been doing it forever, too. But Remo seems to really had never had any issue with. Because I think they kept it simple. Because I guess, like, if you want to, like, classify, like, you know, like, Technology, engine, in ingenuity, or whatever. Mm. There we go. Ingenuity. <laughs> ingenuity. <laughs> um, so, like, Remo's stuff has always been, like, super simple, never gets, like, too wild. Even, like, their version of an EMAD yeah. is still 
pretty cut and dry, and there's it all on the inside with like a little bit of the outside. But that outside part, you can't pull it out, so it's stuck. That's it, and it's thick. I used to have that on that big broadcaster, right? And that thing was dumping. boomed. It yeah. was huge. Um, and then you get like Evans gets a little fancier, you know. You get what do you have on that DW kit? That DW kit? Uh, that was just a. Because I've never heard it, but everybody said that that thing was booming. Oh, that was. <laughs> uh, I had one of two things on it. Either it was a clear P3 with a felt strip, or it was that uh, UV. One EMAD I got from yeah, yeah. Oh. from Steven. Oh, it was that UV one EMAD. That's my, that's the UV one EMAD. That's what it was. That was a cool head. I remember liking that head. The coated UV one EMAD was was that was a good head. I bet it lasts forever. Yeah, dude. That, UV one lasts forever. Yeah. Yeah. And that <laughs> good, good lord. That bass drum though. That's like one of like the biggest redeeming quality. That bass drum sounded massive. Awesome. Was, <laughs> Everybody it, said he was like God, man. It was, Thought it was mic'd. Did that? Did that? <laughs> it, the bass drum was mic'd, but was but, it? Yeah, because oh, they they had to like, but they had to barely do it because I had so much tone coming out of that bad boy, they couldn't get it like EQ'd right. I remember it, the video sounding good, yeah, and I've never seen really. the video. I'm so mad. I, I never who, got to see my own, like. I think it's on Felix's page, like back in yeah, yeah, yeah. whenever yeah. it was. Oh, yeah, because February like, or Because I've never gotten to like. It was like, oh, the video was great. What video? Yeah, she <laughs> just walked out there with her phone and kind of hit yeah, you off for 30 seconds. Playing, like, can't careless whisper or something like kind of. Yeah, you were playing it with like a hip hop beat or something. Kind oh of yeah, different, man, it was cool. But they're like, they're like, play it different. I was like, play it. Never wanna hand but No, <laughs> watch out for my body rolls. <laughs> but that that floor I'll find tom, that video for that you, floor tom somewhere. was also massive too because we played can't stop by Is it a 16 uh, that was a 16 yeah. it was 12 16 yeah, that, kit was, uh, that was a kit for projection uh, that, that, that incredible kit, kit. <laughs> i love that kit, man the it's color slammed. everything about that kit's awesome and now a guy named jason box somewhere in our lovely state up north now has it and makes a post on the dw group like once a nice once a month well at least you know it went to a good home. oh yeah he's yeah. so excited he's like man i've always wanted it's my dream kit it's like i love the finishes and and I was like, you want this kid so bad. Like, Stink it. Like, how many times have you played it? Like three times. You've only played it three times. I don't get how. It's like, man, it's not my it's not my thing. I thought it'd be cool. I've always wanted to own one and play one. Sounds great. This you doesn't, check that off it the list. It just wasn't your thing. That's okay. I'm trying to get more. Ever since playing this, which you've got everything redone, I want to go more modern. I want to get that. It's been a long time since I've been happy with a drum set like that. So whatever it is, I've got it. It's fine. Did, I got so upset over that whole Gretsch thing. I started going through reverb and I was like, you know what? I was like, I'd had a couple of choose. I'm going to flip the switch. I'm going to go back to the one brand that's never let me down. Yamaha, what you got? And I stepped scrolling through. Ooh, those hybrid oak customs. Dude, there, <laughs> there is a couple reasonably priced absolute maple gay hybrids. Mm. Bro, they sound mm. so good. I'm so Yamaha. upset this dude has one for $3,800. 10, 12, 14, 15. 20-inch kick matching snare he will not ship because it was owned by some guy uh yeah. like the third or fourth drummer of king crimson uh smith with his last name oh, jesus and it was his custom kit for one of the tours and he refuses to ship damn i'm like Dude, where I'm, is it it's in freaking uh pennsylvania oh yeah it's, i'm like bro just please. Birmingham. please i will do anything do for because you always 
are like 15 inch four Dude, toms. 15, 15 he won't dope. ship it, but you could ship it. Fly up there, buy it from him, and then ship it back to you. Dude, I am not flying to Pennsylvania. <laughs> no. It's probably cheap as hell. I could find a cheap flight. Dude, if I have to, I will put in. I have 98 hours of PTO. Like I'm taking a full roadie. That's a drive. Where are you going? I'm going to Pennsylvania yeah, for what? Like, uh, 30 yeah, hours. Yeah, depending on where in Pennsylvania, you know, that could be. Like, hey, I'm DC is 24. York. So that's got to be. 30. 30. Yeah, I'd say 30 hours. So that's, that's a long way. Watch it. It's like but hey, the, at least you could go to Drum Center Portsmouth while you're up there. I can. Dude, I'm getting a Tesla up on autopilot. We're going to do it live, boys. There you go. JT Drum's live. Hampshire, isn't it? Yeah. No, that's way. It's what? But uh, at least it's in that section of the country. If you're up that far, you go to Drum Center of Portsmouth for sure. That's a long way from New England. And here's the cool thing. About <laughs> that, and the crazy thing about that custom kit, it's pink, but this cool, like, marbled pink. I'll pull it up on River to show you guys. You like those done. pink. Dude, you like I that l- pink champagne PDP. I, dude, I love it, man. <laughs> pink kits look so cool. He likes the off colors. It's because it's not, it's like you don't see pink kits off. You don't see. You never see them. You don't see any like wild greens or anything like that. I like funky Purples. Finishes. Purples, yes. Uh, you get your like some sky blues. I don't count Ludwig with their Neurosonics now. That's nah. lame. No, like some real mm. like like soft blues. You know, I want something like you don't. Red overdone, blue overdone, green ah. Uh, sometimes you said this, a couple of greens here and there, but like a green sparkle, but like some wild color green, like a lime or like mm. an emerald. Ooh, now we're talking. Yeah, yeah, I'm with it's you. It's gotta be, it's gotta be different. It's gotta be funky. It's gotta be fresh. I'm tired of these bland. Ugh. <laughs> what do you have? I have yeah, a lot of guys are, are a lot of guys are getting tired of this kids. stuff. It's Ringo Starr. Shut up about Ringo. Everybody, <laughs> 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 yeah, Stephen Toms. He plays with a band called the All Nighters. And uh, stereo hype, and he uh, has a green sparkle set of Ludwigs. They're really gorgeous. Nice. See, that's he got, cool. He got a really good. That's deal cool. On, I think, that green kit that Nate Smith played. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for the the Berkeley thing, that's cool because it was emerald green, like Wizard of Oz. But he's got a big, big backbeat. That's cool. I don't care about your blues. I don't care about your your white your oysters and the your yeah. oysters. <laughs> Oh, your black diamond pearls. No. Well, we're past all that now. You know, like in the past 10 years, all the, the oysters and the pearls yeah, and all yeah. that kind of I mean, came you do see them, but everybody yeah. got them. And Give me crazy natural gloss finishes, like natural to blue, like the Phoenix or, or, kits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, like those kits are. The fade kits have also gotten played out a little bit, too, huh? I, well, it depends on what kind yeah. of fade I think you're talking about. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't like, want to, like, burnt toast, like, no. amber summer. No, no. I want to see, like... <laughs> Oh, it's natural maple, and it's like that, like mostly white, slight yellow maple. Mm. I want to see it go to like something bananas, like still oh, wood finish, not yeah, a wrap. Yeah, 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 still wood finish. Like you still see the grain through, but it's gonna fade Hardly into like any blue lacquer. or green or something like. Tama was doing some really good, really yes, cool. Yes, their kits like are dope that, like that. Yeah. DW every yeah, once in a while. No, the the king is sonar. They put out some finishes Jesus where you're like, Sonar. holy those crap. SQ2s or whatever they dude, are. Those that, custom, dude, those custom, dude, that weird <laughs> like leopard-esque looking. Yeah. That one you showed me a while back, it was purple and black, but then they had the lugs. The lugs on the bottom were, were chrome cool. or like a like a, a a brushed whatever. Yeah. And the, and the, it was on the bottom, it was brushed whatever, so it was kind of a grayish color, but the tension rod and the hoop matched. And then the drum finish faded up, and then the top lug was gold with a gold tension rod and a gold hoop. So it was like literally oh, tritone fade it, from the awesome. hardware. <laughs> Sick. Dude, they put out like they put out Ferrari that's level. Killer finishes. attention to detail. Yeah, oh, killer <laughs> attention to detail. Um, All right. Hang on. Okay. Um 
He goes, uh, Mark goes, that's okay. I'm sipping on my WV Apple Shine as I watch you guys. Uh, Mark goes, <laughs> Mark goes, Jet, you're liking those Coronas. I'm like, <laughs> uh, we are not drinking Coronas on the show, guys. We are drinking apple juice. bottled water and apple, apple juice. juice. That is it. We don't. We are. We are simply hydrating. We are not yeah. sitting here celebrating at all. No. And Phil did not go up to get rid of the evidence. <laughs> Uh, Frank goes, I put an aquarium classic with a center dot on my cat club base and a felt strip and a vintage aquarium with no port and a felt strip. You can never go wrong with the felt strip. True. Never. If Frank here is testament alone, never go wrong with the felt strip. Richie goes, 22-hour drive. I've done it. He said, do it. He goes, bright green natural fades are always what I used to associate high-end pearls with. Always wanted one. Charlie goes, I'm even a green sparkle fan, and I'm so picky when it comes to finishes. Mike goes, hate on the oysters all you want. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how dare you? That's um, funny. Mike goes, hate on the oysters all you want, but once I can find a place with an round silver oyster pearl, he goes, finish, I'm buying it. I go, go ahead, go ahead, Mike. And I'm sorry. Mike's aggressive today. He is. He is Mike's not letting anything, anything that, slip. That gig has got like his blood boiling. That's right, man. <laughs> he played in that park with all those kids having a good time playing Twister and everything else, and now he's ready to. He's coming for blood. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna swing you to death. Um, Dave Drake goes. Stevens Green Ludwig kit kit is so sick. You had a Green Ludwig kit? That's blue, Dave. Yeah, it's blue. Yeah, it's the guy I was just talking about. My friend oh. Steven. Yeah. Oh, Tom. Oh, Tom. Yeah, I got you. I'm a, I'm a dick. That. Um, Richie goes, bro, those sonar finishes are dope. Those strange leopard square jungle bar finishes are fire. Yeah. I don't know what to call those. It's like tree bark leopard, like leopard it's crazy. I don't know what it's called. I mean, it they pick I. the finest it's top woods. Really to cool. Do. The yeah. multicolor one's really cool, too. Yeah. Like it's they, like a uh, pastel, that's, like. Good Lord. I couldn't imagine how. Because you always see those when they're in those huge or those really nice finishes. I think that's the custom shop. So it's usually a shell bank. It's usually like a kick. They look 8, expensive. 10, 12, 13, 14, 16. You know, like it's all. And you can just imagine it. It's got to be. And when you search for them, they don't disappoint. No. <laughs> they don't. Five, six grand. And I love to follow their their Instagram just to see. The most beautiful pictures. Like mm. what they got cooking up today. Oh, today we got. <laughs> like like yep. the Mona Lisa three times in a week of like some crazy finish they're doing. Um this is kind of funny. Um <laughs> so Mark so Mark uh goes, Hey, Pennsylvania's only twenty miles away from me. Not fair. Uh Mike Malone goes He's gonna go get that kit. If he does <laughs> watch out. Gonna, that's two people on my shit list then. <laughs> Uh, Mike lit. Mike goes, uh, but felt strips on toms and snares on beginner kits, that's where you can go wrong. Well, that is true. And then Mark puts um, roughly 45.35 and goes, oops, that's not a calculator. Ha. Huh. <laughs> 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 I'm like, what does 45.35 have to do with anything, Mark? He's like, that's not a calculator. <laughs> Maybe you should slow down in your Apple Shire, dog. <laughs> the Apple Shire. Coming at me sideways. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, but those Sonors has dope finishes. I even got cheeky last night and started looking um, at Sonar drums. What do you guys got for sale? Oh, it's getting frustrated, man. This is dumb. I was like, I'll flip ship so quick right now. <laughs> no loyalty. They make Good that Lord. little uh, dude. I, 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 when I was going through them, I'm like, I can't play my Gretsch stuff with this. It's, I gotta get all rid of all my Gretsch. But I like my Gretsch. I ain't getting rid of it. So I was like, ah. I was actually looking at their little AQXs, those little jungle micro kits or whatever. 
So which one? The sonar. One? So you you got the smallest one, the one with like the fourteen. The martini, drum, dude. Man. No, okay. So now you gotta be specific. You got the martini. <laughs> you got the jungle. The jungle's the sixteen, but the martini's the fourteen. And those okay. now use they re, they did that. We did. I swear it's called the micro, run. and then the jungle, and then the jazz or whatever. Wrong. I just watched the video. I watched, but probably wrong. I watched their whole little. Either way, minute. it was that little that little guy going around playing all three of them. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've little, seen that video. Italian guy. Uh, it's a it's a Sweetwater video. Yeah, it's it's Di Virgilio. Yeah, and he's showing off the three different whatever. Yeah. I'm, I don't know what they're called, but yeah, he is yeah, like showing those AQXs off. AQXs or something. Mar- the Martini is dope. And they, they redid that whole line. They're all cool, man. Yeah, they're they, all beautiful. And they're like at a good price point Cheap, too. Three ninety nine yeah. for the. <laughs> for the you get a one. snare, two toms, bass drum, and all the mounts you need for it to work. Yeah, so it comes get, with that two tom mount, you know. Yeah. So you can, whatever you can buy different sizes from like one of the other series. You know what I mean? You can have like a eight and a ten or whatever. Now my only thing with that is that the only other thing I would have to consider before getting one of those. Is that O'Derry has a cafe kit, but they have the expansion kit for that kit. That's a lot of kits. But so, like, theirs comes in, uh, what's it, 10, 13, 16? And then the expansion's the expansion what, like 12, kit. something? No, it's cool. You get a 20 inch kick drum mm-hmm. and you get another mount and something else, and you turn those toms from the other kit into the toms. And the bass, so the bass drum turns into a floor tom. It's a 14 kick, I'm sorry. Huh. And so it's, yeah. So that, yeah, 10, 12, 14 is that setup. And then you take the bass drum, turn it into a floor tom, and you get the bass drum, 20 inch kick drum, and a bunch of other like mounts to make it all work. I'm like, that's super that's neat awesome, to have. Yeah. yeah. It's like, so you turn your little super small cafe club kick. That's what Sebastian Rayback has at his house when we would rehearse for his stuff. Mm. I'm playing on a little small thing. Used to be a Zane Goodnights. Um, so you got that cool little kit, and then if you wanted to get frisky, you just buy the expansion, get all the mounts and stuff, and then bada bing, bada boom, you got a 10, 12, 14, 20. That's cool, man. snare drum. Yeah. It's super dope. Ingenuity. <laughs> it is, dude. I, Pure ingenuity. It's ingenious. That's, that's, that's Brazil, right? <laughs> Odari's Brazilian, right? Oh, I have no clue. I keep seeing I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to say the they name. They have some really pretty Odari, Odari, Odari. Yeah, I, I thought know. it was like Odari. I think, I think oh, they're I Brazilian. Know. No, those guys have some dope finishes, too. I remember I showed one to Steven a while back, and they had some crazy veneer, but the way it was done, like, it had, like, you could see, like, the... What do you know about it? What kind of quality are they? Are they, um, are they good? So I've gotten to, I got to play two or three of the snare drums at Ray's and Metairie, mm-hmm. and they sounded really, really sweet, because there's... So they had some Sakai's and stuff there too, which is the, uh, the new Yamaha or something, isn't it? The old well, it's recipe. The old, it's, from... the old, it's the old Yamaha. So uh, they had some of those. There were those Odari snares, and um, those are two completely different things. But they, you could definitely tell there's both like the craftsmanship is super fine. So I was like, that was like my judgment going off because I didn't have other stuff that I wanted to play. Right. Well, I've never got to play those two brands. So yeah, I'm gonna check them out. And so if Sakai is anything of, of importance to anyone, I think they're dope. Sakai is what yeah. all the guy, Yamaha guys want to buy now because Yamahas aren't made in the same spot anymore. And then those Adarias, to me, were like, build quality was like very similar. Like You could definitely tell some like love went into it. They could be cheap for all I know, but from what I got to get my hands on and what play. What the price points? Like, was it expensive? God, I can't remember. It's been 
It was so long. It's not like ridiculous, like no, 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 it's not. No, I know that it's not ridiculous <laughs> no. pricing. Um, but um, I, I do see them a bunch, so I mean, it's got to be something. Yeah, they keep, it keeps popping up in my feeds, you know, and stuff. And I thought about checking on cannabis too. Well, last night when I was going through everything, man, because like, man, I get those are expensive. But people, yeah, those tall makes some pretty cool little kids. But because so. of some folks, I've like talked about them. Eric Binder plays the crap out of those snare drums that they make. Um, even though he plays all those vintage baby kits he makes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, well, I went through. But I don't know enough about it. And Drumsmith Portsmouth has half their inventory is cannabis stuff. Really? They, they have tons of stuff, but it's super popular apparently. It's expensive. Um, yeah. But they have some like lower market offerings, but I'm in the business for a big boy. Like, And I was going through, and I, my hopes got so high until like I have to stop myself from reverb. Where is this coming from? I was like, oh, 10, 12, 14, 20 inch kick with a, and the color is pink champagne sparkle. I'm like, only for two and eight hundred dollars, you're almost sold to me. And then I'm like, look at shipping. Why is shipping nine hundred freaking dollars? I look through, it's coming from Italy. I was yeah, like, there oh. you go. I was like, Christ. <laughs> I was like, oh, here's another one. Also Italy. I'm like, why does Italy have all the cool? Well, I think if, you <laughs> for, uh, if you look for Istanbul Agop, no problems. Switch over to Istanbul Mehmet. Mehmet. And then instantly everything gets shipped from Turkey, and you can add 53 to $70 just for shipping. And it's like, no, I don't think I'll be buying any Mehmet anytime soon just based on the pricing. That's what turned me off from Mehmet because that's what I really wanted. Yeah, nobody has it <laughs> here, you know, like in stock. Uh, Richie goes, gentle getting, Jarrett getting aggressive, gentle and good meaning, but I don't think you'd accidentally. Hang on. I, <laughs> I'm reading, I'm reading like. Multiple comments at once, like trying to get ready for the next one. And he goes, but and plus my eyes are going to cross up with this mic in my face. Um, he goes, but I think he'd accidentally pet my cat too rough right now. <laughs> um, Richie continues. I saw Manu Kache just put out a signature micro kit. Ooh, ooh, uh -oh. put, that, put that down on the to be watch list. Yeah. Uh oh. Uh, any more in the comments before we? That's what it. What does plays? He played Tama? That was Yamaha. Yeah, huh? Yamaha, yeah. Oh. Yeah, Yamaha. Oh, that's... I know what he's talking about. It's that, um... It's like the, the little... The hip gig. There's Yeah, there's a thin floor tom that doubles as like a second snare. Oh, that's the Yamaha tour... Uh, it's the Yamaha stage custom hip. Hip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah. Which is... I've seen those sound good, too. Those are dope. Yeah, uh, those are Malone, really cool. Malone's got one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, they do sound good. Um, those everybody's going with kids. that Larnell Lewis thing with the dude. I mean, it works. <laughs> and I didn't like, know he got that from Robert Searight. I thought he came up with that. And I'm banking that Robert Searight got, got it that from, from Chris Daddy Dave because that man he got it from. <laughs> and they just go else. down the yeah. line. Yeah, it's somebody just, always got it. It's all it's else. all been done because Chris you know? Dave is <laughs> one of those guys from the, my earliest years watching. I remember an interview. He's like, some guy's like, why do you only play snare drums? He goes, I don't think I sound good when I play toms. Ooh, like, at least what? he's being honest. He's like, I don't like the way I sound when I play toms. That's I just an odd insecurity. He's like, I don't know what. To, he's like, <laughs> goes, I don't know what to do with them. He's like, I don't know, like how to make them sound good. So I just play a bunch of snare drums. I'm like, hey, if that's what works cool. for you, yeah, go ahead. I mean, and, that, <laughs> and it obviously and that, works. Yeah, I mean, he plays with Thundercat and Robert Glasper and a bunch of other cool cats. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. he's got. The, he did a gig with Common. Shut at one of his shows and they did a whole like rap thing. It was dope. 
So shout out to Chris Daddy Dave, only playing snare drums. That's, That's right. right. Yeah, that dude's a beast. Oh, yeah. uh, we got, oh, we got one more comment. We got Mike Malone goes, imagine the fury of those European drum collectors if they found out we were talking their short supply of vintage American drums and buying <laughs> them to bring them back to the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> Poaching them from all from Italy. No. Yeah, it's like, oh, you want this? <laughs> Too bad. The tables have turned. Ha, 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 ha. Um, while we're back on uh, kind of wrapping up, just so because I know there's some guys that came in late, um, to remind y'all that if you have not sent me your mailing address for the legacy sticker, you need to do that. I've only received addresses from Richie, Mike, David Huckstep, Joshua Breslow, Charlie Smith, David Bygum, Mark Whitman, and Dave Drake. Anybody else that I did not mention just now, if you see your name up on this list, you need to send your mailing address to me at beardeddrums at gmail.com so I can mail you out your legacy stickers. The first round of legacy sorry of legacy stickers have already gone out. So again, if you see your name up here and you want to divulge your mailing address, you don't have to. If you want your sticker, send me in your mailing address and I will get that stuff out as quickly as I can. Um, anything else, guys, before we run out of here tonight? Let me read these last few yeah, comments before we close it out. All right. Because sometimes we get too overzealous and we forget the last two. Uh, Charlie goes, the proper hip gigs from back in the day are so good, though. Still, Yes, no. He goes, still got an old Al Foster, 18, 12, 14, 13 snare, which can nest away and travel in one case. Nice. Mm. He's like, had it in the family for 20 plus years now because his uncle, if I'm not mistaken, is a guy that plays for a cool like Dolly Parton that's um, cool. Tribute band awesome. over, uh, yeah, over never, across the pond. Never let go of that. Yeah. And then Richie goes, Common Black Kennedy with Chris and Glasper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Charlie goes, that thing ain't going nowhere. It's too nice. No, for no. sure. For sure. Um, so uh, you look like you had something to say before we were... Oh, uh, uh, my buddy Sean Sharp just went to a clinic. He lives up in Kansas City. Well, near Kansas City, somewhere in Missouri. Um, WFL Drums. Yeah. William Frederick Ludwig. Ludwig, yeah. Third. Yeah, it's one of the players, uh, I think it was like the drummer for Seether or somebody, one of those bands plays him, and he did a little clinic, and then the third or whatever got up and told some stories, and he met him, and they talked, and he displayed the the products. And he said it's pretty good stuff. No, it's really nice stuff. It's expensive. Very expensive. Extremely expensive. But he's, I mean, obviously... He is a freaking Ludwig. He knows about, and they've they put in good quality. So yeah, it's just another. It's I think it's. I is would, it an off brand? Is it like a like a? Oh no, it's not Ludwig. Of Ludwig. No, it is not Ludwig. He no. bro, he broke off, and that was the deal. Is he he wanted to do his own drum company? Huh. So that is. So who owns Ludwig? Like a like shareholders or something? Now? Yeah, Lud, I'm sure Ludwig is probably cu- publicly traded at this point. Yeah, um, because it's Ludwig Muser, which is all of the symphonic stuff um he just wanted to go do his own thing so i've heard nothing but good stuff about him but yeah they're kind of pricey mm. um but yeah wfl the third drums are super nice if you haven't checked any of those out yeah because if i'm not mistaken he wanted to go back to the old way yeah, yeah. of making drums and doing it the old way bringing yeah. back the the true heart but that when Logan would put out the breakbeats kit he was like no never i think he wanted to go back to like the way things used to be and bring back like the old i guess to him would be like the real way right. yeah making love with drums nothing wrong with that no, no not at all I mean, but you're gonna pay for it yeah <laughs> yeah that's for sure that, <laughs> you think it'll stay that high or don't know it depends it is a boutique brand, so... But I some mean, stuff will be hitting eBay, probably. 
in the next year or so. We'll have to see because every time I've looked it up, it's just like instantly. I just look at the price. I'm like, no, nah, there's no point in even looking at this stuff. It's I just want to hear him in person. Oh well, I mean, my buddy Sean's a great player, man, and he said they sounded incredible. Yeah, so, I mean, I'd I've heard nothing but good stuff it. about uh, the stuff that he's putting out. And like he said, it's basically going back to the the older way of making the Ludwig style drum. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, uh, Jared, anything before we hit it? Um, two things. By uh, David Bycom says, "Hey fellas, hope all is good. I'm about to record some jazz tunes. Hope you guys are having a good Thursday. We are, David. Glad of you to chime in and hang out with us for a little bit. Uh, we're about to." Take it on home. And my second thing is, <laughs> and the great words of Shaka Khan, it's got to be real. <laughs> that's it. That's a good one. Every every week he drops some knowledge on us. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us. Thank you, especially to all of the Legacy members. You are the ones that make this show what it is. You hit us in the chat. You send in submissions. So thank you to all of y'all that hang out with us on pretty much a weekly basis. We really do appreciate it. Thank you, Phil, to st for stopping by and sharing his brand new kit with us, oh, thank yeah. you, which we're about to probably break into and see if we can't get going. Uh, which reminds me, uh, if you see another live stream pop up in about, I don't know, an hour, you will know exactly what it is because it is us screwing around with <laughs> Phil's new kit. So if something <laughs> pops up, that is exactly what we will be doing. Bunch um, and instead of Jared's normal tagline to get us out of here, why don't you get your butt on that kit and play us a little second line to take us out on Ooh, your brand out, new stand. Yeah. <laughs> Jared, <laughs> if you'll out. jump over there on the kit and play us out for the week, that will be a nice round out to the show. So everybody, again, thank you for hanging out. And here is Mr. Jarrett on his brand new round badge, single tension snare. Jarrett, take it away.